Welcome to In the Lap of the Pods Queen podcast with Paul, Joe, and myself, David. How have you been, boys? All right, man. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Same old, same old. Yeah. Hi. Not, not much else to report, but hi. Okay. Considering. Nice one. That's what I like about this podcast. You know, you get some podcasts, it's like, how have you been? What have you been up to? What films have you, uh, you been watching? What you, you know, yeah. what have you been reading? What have you been. Nah, we just go. Aye, no, we just go. So we we give the absolute pure Scottish response. What you been up to? Nothing, mate. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. No, but you must have been up to something, mate. Nah, nothing. Is there no Alimi sketch about that? No, it's Burniston. No, it's Burniston. Burniston. What have you been up to, mate? Nothing. You must have been up to something. Nah, mate. Nothing. Nothing. Literally, you've not been up to anything. Nothing, mate. Nothing, mate. I Scot I Scottish uh, Scottish people for you, but man, they don't it. want to, they don't want to tell you anything about their life. KG <laughs> <laughs> uh, bastards. Um, so obviously we've we've been away for a for a wee bit, um, a wee bit longer than we initially intended, um, and it's just uh, to be honest, it's really my fault. I I just needed some time away from. And to be honest, not just a podcast, but and these boys have been brilliant and you know support me on that and stuff. So just need a bit of space, and uh, so thanks to everybody for your patience out there, and you know for um, for uh, I guess uh, waiting, and hopefully we'll still get the same amount of listeners uh, by the time this one hits, and nobody's kind of like gave up. Um, but there might be a thing thing about it is that there might be um, some gaps now and again and longer gaps just because real life gets in the way sometimes man and um that's what happens so we'll only ever do this podcast when it's the right time and it wasn't the right time previously but now it is so we're doing it so that's that's pretty much it so um you know paul joe i've got anything going on you know we'll press the press the pause button but um these guys have done it for me the now so um that's what it is and uh paul's going to be looking after the twitter we used to kind of tag team it a little bit, but Paul's looking after that now because um, I've come off Twitter because I just can't, don't have the capacity for the noise that it generates right now. So, um, and sometimes the noise is nice. Sometimes it's nice noise on Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but actually, you know it's how it's related. Is. Absolutely, but you know how it is. You know, it's there's always a payload. You know, you get the good stuff and then some shit stuff that you've got to read and see and just ugh, anyway, social media and it. But anyway, a luddite like me and just. Don't communicate with anybody. Exactly, mate. <laughs> That's where I'm heading. Um, but uh, you know what? Me? I'll still jump in and schedule posts related to podcasts coming out and all that. But Paul will keep the engagement part going on and um, you guys out there. And I'm sure he'll do a fine job. You, you, know, of you course. poor bastards. <laughs> Stuck with Paul for the time yeah. being. That's that, man. But uh, cool. But yeah, still get us on Twitter. It's at LapPods. So uh, subscribe, uh, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff. And before we sort of kick things off, I just want to say a big thank you to Lynn, who made a generous donation after our last episode. So Lynn has donated before. So thanks again, Lynn, for continuing to support us. Um, thanks, and, Lynn. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Lynn, and thanks for making me listen to Rick Springfield once again. Yeah. All right, there we go. We shout out there. Uh-huh. 
Um, and you can do the same if you want to uh, via PayPal. So it's at paypal.me forward slash lappods. Right. Enough of the preamble. Let's get talking about the Freddie Mercury tribute concert for AIDS awareness, the second part. So similar to last time, we'll hear from our listeners throughout the podcast as they discuss either being there or watching it on TV the way we were. So obviously we talked about the bands that opened the show uh, last time, and this time we're going to be talking about the Queen Plus performances. So why don't we waste no more time? Why don't we waste no more time? That makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, let's just crack on. And uh, Let's waste some time. Exactly, let's waste some time. <laughs> let's start off with Joe then. Can you give me a quick summary of the Queen Plus performances at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert? Yes. Um, well, I remember at the time, you know, uh, watching this live on television and being kind of a bit disillusioned by a lot of what I was hearing and seeing, you know, I think it's maybe an age thing as well, you know, I was like, you know, what, 12, 13 year old, 13 actually, but so, you know, seeing it through the eyes of a young kid, you know, um, and obviously being quite, you know, pissed off that, you know, I'm not seeing Freddie Mercury up there, you know, he's my favourite singer, so it's quite a lot to take, seeing a lot of people, you know, that I didn't really respect, (laughs) for the one another way to put it, you know, um, doing these songs and, you know, just not necessarily bad, but by any means, you know, um, but just, uh, yeah, it just wasn't Freddie. It's as simple as that. Um, And that that kind of put a bit of a downer on it. For me, it was always more about the the start of the show. Well, at at least Metallica and Guns N' Roses anyway. But Mm -hmm. as an adult um, and going back and watching this, because I'll be honest, I hadn't actually, I hadn't watched the Freddie Mercury tribute um, you know, especially the Queen Plus part of it f- since then, you know. Obviously, I've seen George Michael's part, you know, because it's been on documentaries and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But it was a lot of it I totally forgot. Like, I didn't realise, like, Bowie did as many songs as he did. I'd mm-hmm. forgot all about that. And even George Michael, I forgot George Michael did a song with Lisa Stansfield and he also did 39. And that, that completely uh, escaped my memory. But looking back on this... Um, Today and through the week when I've been watching it, I must I must admit there's 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 a lot of good performances here that are mm-hmm. I would say extremely good in some in some cases. A few aren't very good at all, but we'll get to that. But ultimately, I think it's uh, it's it's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Cool, excellent, Joe. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I, I think at the time. Um, I, I was quite ill. I, I had the flu, but um, I, I watched. Uh, you know, obviously watched the whole thing at the time, and um, I, I, a little bit like Joe. Um, I, there was a kind of feeling of resentment, almost like that should be Freddie there, but you know, and and feeling the loss. It, it was like almost can, the, the the grief was coming back, and. I, and I know that the three guys in the band were were really struggling with, with um their, their feelings that day. Um and it's testament testament to them that they played so well in all these songs and they kept it together. Um but yeah, ju- you know, just like uh, you know, that should be Freddie up there. Um having said that, there's some really excellent performances on here. Um some some of the some of the artists really, really do a good job. And some really don't, but 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, I, I, I remember buying the, I think the DVD came out kind of late 90s or something like that, maybe. Um, I remember buying the DVD of this and watching it again. I'd been, yeah, kind of, you know, feeling that it was better than what I remembered. Um, you know, some of the performances that, you know, I thought at the time, oh, that's terrible, but were actually okay, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but we'll get into it, you know. Uh, it's certainly, certainly an interesting concert. And up to that point, any kind of, the, the fairly recent, kind of charity events it was like Phil Collins and Eric Clapton and maybe Elton John and you know it's just like the same fucking people I, I don't Elton John is there right? Elton John is <laughs> there but you know Elton John you know Phil Collins Eric um, Clapton that would be the usual suspects yeah um, Elton John is like well I, I'll no spoil it but you know yeah uh, uh, yeah let's let's get in here let's talk about these tracks man yeah. well I'm, I need to give my opinion first though, you know? well if, if you have to well uh-huh. I, I definitely have to because I've got some <laughs> quite strong opinions on this concert I said oh, you. Get, get, us, get him to help. it's not like you to have strong opinions no it's really not usually you're just like passive and just like ah it's uh, that's it. never get emotional about anything um, <laughs> see his pills I'm on it's just draining all the emotion out there <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, I'm very, very, the usual, you know, very similar to both of you, you know, um, there was resentment from me as a kid, I'm the same as Joe, it was like, you know, I'm missing Freddie here and, you know, I'm, I'm resenting all these people singing these songs and at the time, you know, some of them worked, some of them didn't and uh, I do think overall it's a pretty decent concert, you know, yeah. pretty decent yep. um you know, and there's not too there's not too many howlers. I think there's weak moments or weaker moments, but I don't, I'm not really sure there's an absolute terrible performance. No, well, sure. nah. well, 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 we'll maybe get to that. <laughs> there might be, yeah. there might be. Um, but you know, looking at looking at it now, you know, in 2021, and looking at it and and thinking about it for the for the podcast, and it's not because I'm I need to think about it and have some wacky opinion or. It just occurs to me, you know, as I'm watching it and I'm looking at the set list and I'm thinking, aye, there's something actually starting to click with me a wee bit here. Um, there's 19 songs on this set list, 19 songs, and nine of them are Brian May compositions. There's only four Freddie Mercury songs in this set list. Mm. Mm. Aye. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, where's... It's a hard life. Where's love of my life? Even love of my mm-hmm. life, one of the biggest crowd participation songs written by Freddie, and yeah. it's not in the set list. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it should have been that instead of thirty nine, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, even play the game. You know, there's 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 songs missing here that should have been in that set, and um, you know, you, you can make up your mind why nine out of nineteen songs are Brian May's. I don't know. I think there's a pretty massive ego at play here. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that man. And I think what clinches it for me is Last Palabras de Amor, such a deep cut. You know, yeah. a song they never have actually played live much or at all. I don't know. You know correct me if I'm wrong. No, I don't think they that it. in there when you when t- 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 at the expense of say love of my body life, language, or, <laughs> body language <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm a wee bit like ah right okay, there's definitely ego at play here. And you know, when you think about it, there's there's uh, one John Deacon song in the whole set. 
I will. So I was thinking this. Where's somebody to love? Uh, uh, do, uh, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm my best. You're friend, my sorry. best friend. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're my best friend. So you're my best friend. That? I even another one bites the dust. You I know. know it's, I know. It's, why the fuck's that not in there, man? That's bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, there's, you know, sorry, I'm just looking down in my notes here. There's, um, there's two Roger songs. That's it. Two Roger songs. These are the days of our lives and Radio Gaga. And the rest of the songs in the set list are all collaborations, like Under Pressure and Stone Cold Crazy and things like that, you know, between all the band members and stuff. So, but it's, it's to me, it's just, I, I don't think this is, again, it's come back to, I think we made the point possibly in part one that this is like a celebration of Queen rather than a celebration of Freddie. Oh, aye. Um, oh, aye. And, you know, now I get for, for these guys, it might have been, it might have been like, for them, they may have felt this was the last time we're going to play these songs. So that you know they're trying to kind of, but the balance isn't there, you know. Even if it was like fairly balanced, you know, and obviously John didn't write as much as wasn't as much a prolific writer as Brian and Freddie. But two his um, big two his big songs were left it, you know, absolutely. massive hits, you know. So I, I agree. You know, and and Roger, you know, Roger had written a fair fair amount of, you know, hits as well. I think I think in fairness. I th- I believe a kind of magic was meant to be in the set, but they had it to was. cut it um, yeah. because of time. Then Roger was going to sing that, so mm-hmm. okay. I'm fair quite enough. happy that they cut that. To be fair, because it's a shite yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Really um, Islander version's cool, but right, Islander <laughs> version's far superior. But I yeah. spoke about that in past pods. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, yeah. right. Okay, I'm sorry, ran over, but it's just to me, it was just ugh, I don't know, man. It, it kind of bothered me a wee bit. I have to say, um, but all that aside. Okay, there are some pretty special moments in this this gig, in this concert, and I think obviously we're going to get into that um, anyway. So let's push on. But before we do, I think what we'll do is we'll drop in one of the listeners because there's quite a lot, lot of uh, clips to to add into to you know for to allow you guys to hear. So we'll kick things off uh, with our top man, Pete. Good afternoon, guys. Peter here. So I watched the video, um, most of it over the last few days, bringing me back to that place in 1992 where the, the fog of grief was hanging over all of us. Um, and it was a very nice trip down memory lane. Um, the great moments are still great. And the bad moments are probably even worse than I remembered. Um, it really was a case of heroes and villains all night. Um and how they interpreted or didn't interpret the Queen's songs and trying to match himself's unmatchable voice. Um, so going down the list of the highlights, I think the one that stands out the most for me is John playing, John playing full stop, but John playing heroes. That really hit me hard. Like it didn't do in 92 because there was so much happening in 92 on the night. You know, you're, you're waiting for the next act and all that. Um, but John playing on Heroes really, really struck me. Um, things that you remember. Axl Rose's Kill Your Idols t-shirt. I really wanted one of those. They weren't readily available in West Cork in 1992, sadly. But there you are. Um, Robert Plant's Game of Two Halves. Innuendo was an absolute car crash it was disgraceful but to be fair to plant thank you into crazy little thing called love was was lovely and he he nailed that and redeemed himself in my eyes um and i think roger daltrey was very good um for i want it all actually i keep i always think of that one because i didn't expect it um 
twirling microphones and all that. He was very good. And as was with Iomi, Iomi, I think, gave Brian a real shot in the arm because Brian looked kind of lost all night, grief-stricken, clearly. Um, they all were, but uh, Brian, as ever, wears his emotions on his sleeve. And you, you could see that, that he was struggling throughout the night. Um, Zuccaro's performance, funnily enough, watching it a few days ago, I always had him down as you know, kind of that Euro cheese merchant sense of Nadana with Paul Young, more of Paul Young later. Um, so I, I wasn't expecting much. And I think in my head in 92, I was predisposed to not liking it. But you know what? He nailed it. He did such a great job of Las Palabras Day more. So hats off to Zuccaro on that one. Um, going back to John playing bass and heroes, I think um, seeing Ronald and Bowie on stage with the boys. That's such a huge deal now. You know, in 92 it wasn't, but it's a massive thing now. Um, it's funny what time does to us all. But I think the real highlight for me was George Michael performing Somebody to Love. It was perfect. And it's now this iconic performance. But I think even on the night, you could feel that something special was taking place. He was the only vocalist to come close to Freddie's majesty. And I think for a while there, some of us dreamt of a potential touring band there. Um, but no, instead we got Robbie Williams massacring Murder Champions and we got Paul Rogers and the Cosmos Rocks and we got the tours with Paul Rogers and Adam Lambert. And now I enjoy those tours. Uh, but my God, a night with Queen and George Michael would have been extraordinary. But it wasn't to be. Um, without spending too much time on the lowlights, um, I do remember being very irritated by Extreme. I was before the gig, I was during the gig, and I had been after the gig. Your man's like a bloody gym instructor on speed. No, can't handle them, never could. Poor Paul Young, not able. Couldn't carry it, couldn't carry Gaga. Geldof and his Technicolor hemp suit. It was just terrible stuff, really. Spinal Tap were awful. And the less said about Mr. Bowie and the Lord's Prayer, the better. So I watched the Liz Taylor video for the first time in many a long day. Probably only the second time I watched it. Still awful, still embarrassing. Sentiments aside. Um, fine actress, but what a dreadful piece of acting. And she had teleprompters. But she gave the heckler a good dressing down in front of billions of people watching on TV and 70,000 audience members. So that was fun. Um, the less said about Liza Minnelli and We Are The Champions, the better. Just warbling. Absolutely pointless. Um, but you know what? Having watched most of it now, um, the sentence that stands out in my head is, he's not here. And whether you got close to it vocally or whether you were a million miles away, no matter what happened, every act reminded you of him, how great he was, how he commanded the stage and how he's not here anymore. And uh, so, yeah, so watching it there for the last few days has been quite tough, um, but I'm glad I did it. Um, brought back some funny memories, some sad memories, but like I said, overall, He's not here and never will be. And that's sad.
All right, let's actually delve into the set list now and the set. So it starts off with Tie Your Mother Down. Um, Paul, start us off. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's, this is uh, going to be an interesting pod. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, it's all um, right. <laughs> um, yeah, but well, well, we've been through this before. Brian can't sing rock songs, you know. Oh, he's um, fucking terrible, man. His voice is weak. Um, so I think um, I think Deborah's got her bingo card out now again for yeah. all the same fucking things that we say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, you know, he, he manages to make uh, Joe Elliott sound good. Sorry, sorry, David. Um, Joe, <laughs> Joe Elliott comes on all of a sudden. You've got thick rock. You know, I rock. Uh, in fairness, I agree. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. actually, actually, it always makes Joel sound like he's a good singer. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's what Def Leppard should have done. They should have just took Brian May and tour with him. And he, <laughs> and uh, to be fair, Joel, he does, he does come in well. You said you do that. It's he, okay. He, he gives it some it beans, okay. you know, okay. and and it is, pretty, yeah. And you know, we've got Slash there putting a bit of glitter on proceedings as well. And he, and he's snout hanging from his mouth. Yeah, he solos okay. But I, oh, it's no man, his soul is fucking shite, man. I, I, well, I, I, I was going to qualify it by saying his soul is good for someone whose guitar out. hangs about his knees. Aye, and he's on heroin. <laughs> you can't, aye, aye, you aye. can't have a guitar that low and play the guitar well. I, I fucking hate that. And, and the same goes for Jimmy Page live as well. Just, it's like, aye, stop trying to fucking look cool. put, it, put it at a proper height and play it properly. And uh, at, at the end of the song, Slash gives Brian a big hug, and you'll notice that through the whole thing. Everyone seems to give Brian a hug at the end. Uh, ah, it's good. It's a good, you know, it's a good opener to the show kind of thing. Um, but Brian, just no, just stop it. Just play the guitar because you're fucking quite good at that. Um, and and you and you have your guitar at a normal, you know, height because you know how to play it. But Slash, aye, aye, whatever. Do I that in the mix, Joe? I agree. I like. I thought Slash's solo was fucking incoherent, man. It's like instead <laughs> of like somebody just battering a cat. Um, Aye, and this is coming from this is coming from me, who I'm a big oh, out of three is I'm I'm probably champion Aye, the Slash because I actually like I actually like yeah. Slash. I think he's a he's not a great guitar player, but when he plays right, I think he's got some amazing solos and stuff oh, like that. So I like his I like his playing for the most part, but not in this. It's it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But you can see he's completely out of his box, man. He's 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 away with the fairies. He really is. He, I mean, he's loving it. Don't get me wrong. He's like, you can tell he's absolutely loving being up there doing it. You know, he's head banging and you know he's throwing Aye. throwing himself about and all that. It's quite impressive how his fag stays in his mouth when he's flashing his head about. Aye, and he's never set fire to his Jericho. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, I so. Uh, Brian's Vox, like I, I don't want to say the same stuff. Like I, it's terrible. And Joe Elliott sings it pretty decent. Um, one thing I would say is it's quite weird to see John doing backing vocals when he didn't really need to do them uh, because there yeah. was like backing singers and yeah. Brian and Roger and fuck knows who else was. You know, they had about sixty folk on stage, so it's weird seeing John actually yeah. doing backing vocals. You know what I mean? So uh, I thought that was quite interesting. Like back, like back in the day when it's like the, the Rainbow Gig when he's doing a uh, liar, the, the middle of the liar, he's, he's, he's singing with Freddie's. Aye, that. Aye, so that was the, the kind of observations I made. Um, but it was cool to see. Uh, to me, it, it brought a smile on my face because John actually looked quite. In fact, for most of this show, he looks quite into it. You know, yeah, yeah. there's a few yeah. a few points where he's smiling at the camera and 
Yeah. Yep. You know, it's nice Aye. to see that. Nice yep. to see that. Um, all right, let's let's push on. Um, let's talk about the next track. So the next track is I Want It All, and uh, Roger Daltrey comes on to sing that. Um, but before that happens, we get uh, the introduction of my main boy, Tony Iommi, man. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yes, man. He was my boy back then as a 13-year-old kid and he's still my boy. So <laughs> so when he came on, oh, that was that it. was that was amazing. And um uh, and it's great when they obviously they play the Heaven and Hell riff mm-hmm. uh, at the start. Oh, yeah. And uh what yeah. I thought was interesting as well, because obviously as you as you guys know, Tony plays with a brattle when he when he you know plays his yeah. riffs. And yeah, Brian yeah. does the same. He's, when you watch Brian, he's doing mm. he's playing the riff with yeah, a brattle. Right. It's, like, it. yeah. uh, it's quite interesting. So he's obviously like, you know, want to do it. Exactly the way Tony does it. Absolutely. Um, but no, that was great to see Tony, and and um, obviously it's not in the whole set, but he, he comes in and out for for certain songs, and I think it really it really thickened up the sound in those 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 songs. Um, yeah. So I want it all. Um, so we get Roger Daltrey coming in. Um, you know, just to kick things off here, I think I think Daltrey does a decent job. I think it's quite obvious that he's practiced it. Aye, uh, he's, he's actually rehearsed that. Oh, he's rehearsed it, you know, and mm. it's it's more of a bluesy vibe, you know. Freddie's got more of a kind of acidic kind of attack on the obviously the studio yeah. bears and that kind of more yeah. metally kind of um, Aye, edge. totally. Uh, whereas Dolce's kind of bluesifies it or whatever you mm. want to, you want to say. Mm. Um, um, and I was I was I remember being very interested to hear these kind of songs live because he, these were the ones we never heard live. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like miracle tracks and innuendo tracks, you know. So, so to hear uh, I want it all live is really cool. And uh, I think Brian so you know plays the solos really well as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you think so, eh? <laughs> not not in all of it, not in all of it. See, see towards the end of the song because obviously he, he starts mm. leading at the end of it, but the. The, the first kind of solos is at the start aye. it's mm. a bit ropey at the start I, I, I've actually wrote then. Brian's guitar playing it's ropey that's the exact words I've used aye, aye. <laughs> I think at the, at the start it's a bit ropey but if, when he gets to the, the, the main solo in the song and, and lead, the lead out I thought it was, was, was pretty good yeah um, and it was interesting because uh, when Roger's, Roger Dolce's doing his, his you know his trademark swinging the mic um, you see the cable catching on Brian's guitar. And I see. He's still like fucking like that. And, yeah, so that was pretty cool. But no, Daltrey does a fine job. And, and mm-hmm. it was, again, it was nice to hear um, hear it live, you know. So, Joey, anything to add into the mix here? Pretty much everything you mentioned. I I, I, I wrote Roger Daltrey struggled a bit, but I mean, I, I, mean, I, I can't give it, I can't be, I can't use that as a negative towards a guy. He's singing I, a song. I'm probably going to be saying my, that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, the best guy singer that ever lived. So I mean, yeah, exactly. a, a guy, yeah. a guy made it made it his own in the sense that he brought it into his own wheelhouse. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really have much else to say because I would just be saying everything that you said. So yeah, Aye. no decent version. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good version. Um, and it, you know, obviously the circumstances and all that, blah blah blah. But um, 
you know, the, the members of Queen were big Who fans, you know, and you can certainly yeah. hear that in their early, certainly in their early stuff and all that. So, you know, it must have been a buzz for uh, John, oh, Roger and Brian to, you know, <laughs> you know have uh, Dolce yeah, up Roger, there. I've heard Lo- Roger mention the Who quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, John, one of John's um, favourite bass players was um, Entwistle as well. Uh, 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 I think uh, so. Yeah, Entwistle and... Uh, Squire, Squire, Chris, Chris, Chris Squire, Squire. Aye. Um, aye. and I, I owe me, um, you know, brilliant just, man, you know, uh, the riff master, the oh, Um, the, the thing I noticed about I owe me, and, and it might have just have been that's where the monitors were or whatever, but he stays very close to Brian when he's on stage, aye, and as if he's supportive to, towards him. It's like, I think obviously, aye. probably taking his cues for Brian and all because he's I know that's the vibe I got. It was aye. more like a kind of right, I've probably never heard these songs before. But I mean, it's good, yeah, 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 it was all right. Yeah, I actually <laughs> looked in his book, uh, Iron Man, <laughs> to see if there was any mention. There's no mention of the tribute gig at all. Uh, that's kind of bizarre. Uh, um, anyway, but uh, the, one of the ways I, I looked at it was maybe he wanted to be close to Brian because that's, that's his friend. Oh, I and think all there'll that. be and, some of that. I did find a quote from uh, Tony Iommi, uh, which is quite interesting. Um, immediately after the show it was over in private, it hit Brian very hard. Hit them all. It was so, so sad. John was just in bits. It was a case of, right, that's over. Final. Kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. that's just um, my, uh... aye, so, so obviously, Iomi was, you know, he, he was in the inner sanctum and all that. He yeah. got to see how, how the guys actually were and all that, you know. Aye. And I think maybe, maybe Brian had broken down before the show and mm-hmm. um, maybe he was sticking close to Brian, you know, yeah. it's all right, man, we'll, get, we'll get through this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, in you know? fairness, you do see Tony looking at, at Brian right in the eye and stuff I, as he's yep, playing it, so yep. it's not, I don't think it's always yep. necessarily about, you know, like we say, kind of like, yep. and, it, and, it, and, it might, and it might explain why a lot of the artists are going up to Brian right after, you're, you know. Uh, maybe oh, he was that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that makes sense, um, yeah. You know, that type of thing, giving him support. He's a sense because he's kind of like, sensitive ah, yeah. I mean we talked about yeah. the, you know we talked about struggles with depression and all that and I think you know obviously quite yeah. clearly it was probably still going on at that time and and okay like all my talk about ego and all that I mean I, I don't retract that I think there's still some that can still happen in, in those situations and but I'm not underplaying how you know how emotionally rot Brian was on the day or any of them were you oh, know? Right. so I think yeah. I just want to make that clear it's not like I'm being totally hard-nosed no not, not at you all know? Not so at all. um all right, so we, we shift on um, to Las Palabras de Amor. Okay, I had my little say about that, but it's in the set and it's it's a decent song. I, I like Las Palabras, you know. And um, Zucchero comes on and does this, so sugar. Aye, sugar. Sugar. Big uh, sugar. <laughs> so big sugar comes on. <laughs> comes With a sugar jacket. Big sugar. Uh, so Zucchero comes on and uh, Paul. Um, yeah, it's a it's a strange choice of uh, song and bit of a deep cut and all that. And yeah, the, I, like David said, there could have been a Freddy song in there. Um, a much better one, eh? Uh, Zuccaro, uh, he's, he's no very good at it. <laughs> I should put um, it nice. He's very nervous. Um, 
I, I, you know, fair enough. I could. I could. Do... Too early, doesn't he? He does. He does. Aye, I, I, and he keeps saying, "Let me tell you." You know, I, you've already <laughs> told us, mate. You don't need to say, "Let me tell you again." Right? Stop saying that. Ah, but he's um, Italian, man. So he's got to, you know, he's got to get, make sure you, you're getting that point. Um, exactly, but but he's one. Of, I mean, okay, he had that had that uh, hat in the UK, uh, Senzo Nadona. Without a woman, with your man Paul Young, aye. Yep. Um, Fuck. And uh, you know, one hit wonder in the UK, but he sold like <laughs> something like seventy million albums, you know, in Europe. You know, so he's a he's a big deal in Europe. And so is I David Hasselhoff. But <laughs> I wonder if it was like a, a thing where they thought we better get you know for for the Euro folk, we'll get we'll get somebody in, somebody big in Europe, kind of thing. I don't Who know. Was? I mean, he was creeping about the charts at that time, so there was maybe a bit of the charts. Creeping about the charts. No. We velvet smoking jacket on. Aye, aye, just, just creeping up to folk. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what position are you in in the charts? I'm Zucro. <laughs> but when he said a Scottish accent, because that would be fucking pish. <laughs> maybe he really is Scottish and he's put it on. Aye, aye. He's just trying to get the Italians on his side. Aye. Um, Springburn, you know? Aye, Springburn. Yeah, I, to me, he's just a he's just a terrible uh, like Van Morrison impersonator <laughs> or something. You know, it's just like ah, uh, I, I think you're being harsh. I I don't think it's that bad. I actually genuinely don't think I, he's he's. Let me tell you, he's got a particular type of voice. Ah, it's not really my cup of tea, but I don't I don't think it's that bad. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I think when I first saw it as a kid, I was like, oh Jesus. But see, like watching it, maybe it's just because I'm old and. Starting to get into like easy listening. <laughs> I don't even know it yet. Actually, so that's this beginning of the end. I'll be buying you know, the Sucro album. Sucro is basically setting you up for the rest of your musical listening life. Do you know who would have been better man. singing it? Paul Young would have been better singing it. Paul Young would be better at singing fuck all. <laughs> Paul Young, man. We'll get to that. <laughs> that guy's got the oh, weakest voice on earth. Oh, that's, that's I've heard babies you. that can sing no, Brian sounds like fucking Dio next to this guy man guy no power no nothing he's crap brilliant anyway do you want anything more about uh, Sucro he's crap nah no, 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 no. that's sugar it's isn't just, he that sweet pig sugar's just oh, not Jesus. it's just not it's just <laughs> I, I don't want to be nasty to the guy but you know, no, no guitar solo either. I, I thought that sucked. It, Brian didn't play the guitar solo either, which was a bit. Aye, of course. Oh, it was done a keyboard or something. Uh, oh, aye, 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 the, the aye, melody. Aye, 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 I've actually written something down here that I'm not going to say out loud. <laughs> but say it, it, mate. It involves Gary Sharon and a knife. Oh man, I, so, I'd love, uh, I, I know, and I'd love to, I'd love to take part in the, you know, the, the situation the with said, the knife. Said situation with the knife. Um, uh, he doesn't sing it badly, in fairness, but he is so fucking irritating. Aye, obnoxious. So fucking irritating. I mean, it's. it's I, want, I wanted John to punch him, see when he's going up and he's pointing at John's face. Uh, I aye. wanted John to hit him. Or bite uh, his finger off. Imagine face. that. John bit his finger <laughs> off, man. <laughs> 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 fucking. Ah! Gary Shrode's running about screaming with blood jetting out his fucking. Have you, have you, could, finger. Tell, 
you could tell by John's face he's like, ah, fuck off, mate. Aye, aye mate. Just aye. fuck off. You're, you're, yeah, a, you're a crap, crap pop stroke heavy metal I, loser. I, I, I don't, just e- have no I don't even for. know fuck who off. you are. Fuck off. Aye, get in my face. <laughs> I, I've, I, I've never seen you in, until like today. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> that would be brilliant if he said that. <laughs> Aye, when he finishes, he's walking up and says, here, mate, 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 come here. I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm not pointing my fucking face again. I don't Aye. know who the fuck you are, man. Aye. <laughs> yeah, amazing if he did eat his finger, but... Aye, that'd be brilliant. Ty- Tyson <laughs> style, just spat it in his face. No, I even just ate it in front of him. <laughs> Wait, he was screaming in agony, just like chewing on his finger. Aye, this is getting really, really violent oh, now. This boy, like, no. picked up the aye, finger about that. Like, Here, mate, shove that up your own ass. Aye, I've started <laughs> pointing it back at him. <laughs> so, listeners, this is what you waited like four aye, or five aye, weeks aye. for. This gold it, material. It was worth the wait. <laughs> but uh, our clip, Disney sing it. He doesn't sing it badly, and I think the solos are, are really good. You know, he totally yeah. takes a big solo. Yeah, it's and, good uh, sound. And Brian does solo, and I think I yeah. think I it's. Uh, it's uh, it's actually not a bad version, actually. It's pretty decent. It is. I, I, I do like the version. And it uh, makes a difference when you've got Tony Iommi instead of Spike Edney on second guitar, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. tone-wise, everything. Presence-wise, massive. <laughs> and this is probably... Do you know, maybe this is the, the the heaviest version of Hammer to Fall there is um, be, out there. Um, and when it I, wouldn't be hard, really, but... Yeah, well... Uh, um, yeah, it's a good track, and Gary Cherone, he sings it okay, but yeah, it's just extremely oh, annoying. Aye. Um, and there's a difference between knowing that you've got chops and being confident and all that, and just being, Respectful. well, you're, you're overreaching a little bit. You're, aye. You're, you're, all, you're, you're good, but you're not that good. You know, you're, aye. Aye, anyway. it's, like, it's like, I mean, I don't want to labour the whole Gary Cherone <laughs> point, but when I was watching it, it was like, it's too too over familiar feeling like you know Aye. it's like it's just like you're saying pointing in John's face and I we kind of talk, we kind of we kind of touched upon that in the, the first part about extreme and their whole Queen medley and how you know how maybe Aye. it potentially it could be taken as disrespectful as well you know Aye. so Aye. um but um, Pete Pete at the start of the the show he sums up uh, Gary Sharoni brilliant with that um. Um, oh, I, I can't remember the exact words, but some hyperactive gym teacher, like some hyperactive aye, like gym instructor. Aye, you know, I've totally, <laughs> well, actually exact... noticed as well. There's, there's parts where he's actually flexing his biceps, and that just makes aye, me want to fucking vomit. Aye, exactly. I'm like, this guy's an asshole. Aye. Get him fucking off stage. But um, but yeah, he sings it okay. Um, aye, and and John John actually seems quite happy when he's playing it. Although aye. Gary Schroen's acting like a fud, um, <laughs> you know, but. John actually's got a pretty smile on his face, and he's—I don't know if he's maybe just enjoying. Ah, I just know, he's enjoying just, playing uh, it or whatever. But yeah, but, uh, there you go. Because I suppose that's the thing. I mean, you, you got to think um, that would be six years since they were all on stage again together. You know, left left the stage in their birth. So that's crazy um, when you think about it, isn't it? Six years together. So yeah, so there might be a bit of that. They can you know, the old kind of playing live again feeling, you know, and his adrenaline's going, even though there's obviously a million different emotions going on, you know. Mm -hmm. Um all right, let's see, let's hear from Matthew and then Chris. There was a guy that looked exactly like Freddie Mercury. And he, I kept seeing him on the way into Wembley, actually into the stadium. And then I was quite near the front and I saw him 
standing right near the front and i think he must have been on someone's shoulders i can't remember now but as brian may came out he did do a double take on this guy right at the beginning it was crazy The most moving part of the day for me was right at the beginning, seeing someone holding up a homemade sign with the lyrics from Save Me on, just saying how I loved you, how I cried. I thought that was a really lovely tribute. The rest of the day, <laughs> I just remember there were there were two singers in the whole lineup who were up to the job, um, George Michael and Lisa Stansfield. So musically, the day was actually quite underwhelming because there were so many other people on the bill, you know, straining for notes or changing octaves or whatever. Um, but it was a testament to how irreplaceable Freddie Mercury was, um, just maybe not in quite the way they intended. All right, next up, we have Stone Cold Crazy. Ugh, we've talked about this a lot <laughs> in passing through the pods, and I think it's pretty obvious what we, we think about this one, if you've been listening to the pods up to this point. Um, Joe, I'll let you jump in. Right. I love the I love Hetfield on this, man. Hetfield's amazing. But Brian and, and Roger are terrible, actually, when you listen to this. They're shockingly bad timing, like especially Brian. Like Brian's rhythm playing's really bad in this man. When I listen to it again, um, because it, se- it seems to be, to be always behind behind the beat, behind the beat. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, th- through the entire song. Yeah. He's behind uh, the beat. Even the solo is a mess. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Again, I get it, man. You know, it's it's quite a technical. It's a metal. It's a basically a thrash metal. It's uh, a fucking really hard riff to play. Yeah. So, and obviously, you know, the emotions of the day and. It's quite a fat. It's that's like I say. It's like thrash metal. It's really oh, fast. Yeah, it's a different yeah, yeah. vibe for everything you've heard before. But um, but I'm just calling it how I hear it, sort of thing. <clears throat> but James is amazing. James does it, and you know he he, he gives it that putting the balls that it, that only James could have did. He was the only guy that could have did that justice. What I like about it as well is the what, you know, Paul Young can do. I Paul Young oh, would be great Stone Cold Crazy I definitely I two of them doing a duet would be great I oh, I'd hate to hear that one <laughs> um, but oh. what I like about you know obviously you know timing aside and all that but what I like about um, Roger is he starts off at a really good pace it's, oh it's yeah. fast yeah. I. Yeah. maybe that's why Brian's not very good because he's, <laughs> he's like oh, fuck's sake why is he starting this fast he's like no, but no, I I, I take the points, uh, Joe. You're snake ma- uh, making on that one, uh, Paul. Anything to throw in there? I just uh, just agreement. The, the timing is a bit off, and it is, I, I think it's, it's certainly on Brian's part. You know, it's just and I I, I suppose Iomi's there as well. But you know, um, it sounds like it is coming for Brian. Well, and Tony, Tony's one of these guys. I mean, Tony's one of these guys um, that. He's just tight all the time, no matter what he plays. He's just, yeah. I think he's, he's a rhythm guitarist. He's like, a, you know, he plays lead, of course, but we know his leads are, you know, mm. he's solid. He's, a, he's, a, he's yeah. a rhythm, heavy metal, odd, yeah. I mean, that, master, you know, exactly. That's it. I mean, James Hetfield looks up to him, you know, and he's James Hetfield's potentially the, the best rhythm guitarist in metal aye. ever, you know, aye, so yeah, aye. absolutely um, right hand of doom. So, yeah. aye. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, as we said, it's it's you know, Brian, you know, Brian is ropey through this whole gig. I have to say, oh yes, um, I, I, and um, you know, even the songs that he's played forty 
million times before and mm-hmm. still kind of making kind of but again we've got to remember again ah, the emotional the situation the emotional thing and I'm not being on stage playing together for you know six years um <laughs> Because I think, you know, obviously you talk about that, you know, when you, you see a band and the first gig of their tour, it's always ropey as well. So that'd be almost like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, if they were doing that for six months, by the time six months hit, you know, they'd be all tight and kind of on the ball with it. So got to be fair, I, I suppose. Eh? Um, so, yeah, yeah. So we get Stone Cold Crazy and then we get Innuendo. <laughs> so mm. one of our favourite Queen tracks, you know, commonly and... Um, Talk about bad timing. Beaten to death. And then we get Mr. Robert Plant coming on. And then and again, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, how much do these guys belong in terms of like what Freddie thought about it. And Plant absolutely is a perfect Oh, Because yeah. Freddie was a big Zeppelin fan. And, and you know, it, you know, you know, Plant singing uh, when he, a song that Freddie sang. I'm sure he got a kick out of that. Oh, um, it's just a shame it didn't. Didn't really yeah. work out um, uh, because it's just it's it's, it's a mess and, it's, and I have to say I know Plant gets shit and rightly so I suppose but the whole band are awful. Uh, yeah, they're, 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 they're very tight. Off. It's not and it's a tricky song to play. I get that you know it's it's obviously not and I've not obviously never played it live. It's not one of the ones that maybe you know was written in early eighties and they've, they've mm. actually played it live a few times. I'm not it's the first time they've played it live ever. Yeah, and that is a quite a complex song to play. Um. But uh, well, there's a throw over to Paul. Do you want to start things off, and then I'll bring John. Yeah, I, I remember at the time that you know the stage goes dark and Roger starts the paradiddle thing, you know, and you see Robert Plant walking on, oh, and slowly, slowly oh, clapping yeah. his hands again. You're like, oh fucking this yes, this is going to be amazing. Aye, 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 oh totally. my god, goose, goose, goosebumps, goosebumps and, yeah, yeah, like, fucking here we go, and yeah, it, it, alas, it wasn't to be, you know. Um, I, I mean the the bit of his own song is perfect. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sings yeah. his own song perfectly in the middle, Aye. you know. Um, but you know the the Queen song that he's there to actually is it, it's do. Cash me on the middle one, and it's thank you between thank you before and you end on crazy little thing. Aye, so it's cash Aye. me on the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, ah, ah, and and uh, like David said, the, the it's like under rehearsed or something. You know, it's just. And it's a complex song and blah 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 and the, you know the the emotions of the day and yeah it, it's a shame but good good on them for trying it you know what I mean because you know um, they could have just went for something safer um, but they they gave it a go and did it did it come off and yeah um, it, it was Robert Plant's fault it was Roger's fault and it was Brian's fault. I think John was okay though. He, he John's, all, John's always okay. Uh, John's, John, a man. John's a fucking rock man. John's right? a tight. He's a, uh, he's a fucking uh, yeah. rock guy. Aye, I, you know. Tony's uh, still off a Black Sabbath when you're tight as fuck, man. Like me, should I, you join Sabbath with me? Uh, <laughs> imagine John Deaton and Black Sabbath. I would pay anything to have at least, at least once, even one song would have been worth it, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but that, uh, that that five, six seconds when Plant's walking on and it, the stage is dark and oh, no. doing, the, doing the drum beat, is, that, that was like, oh, yes, you know. Yeah, here we go. But, but you know, like a, a, a bit of a letdown, which is a shame, but. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it is, kind of thing. But there you go. But yeah. there you go. It's a tragedy. But there you go. But there you go. Pa- Paul Young would have fucking killed it, but you know, that's. I uh... k- k- killed it literally, man. 
Mr. Joe, innuendo. This was one of the ones that really, really angered me at the time watching it. I actually, this one really, this and Stone Cold Crazy, I don't know if it's because they're quite close to each other actually in the set. Maybe I was paying more attention at this point. Um, but this infuriated me when I watched it live on TV because, again, I love this this song and I still mm-hmm. love it, obviously. And I thought to myself, what the fuck is it? What is this guy actually doing here, man? What What is he doing? It's like he doesn't actually know the song. Because, I mean, up to that point, everybody, I mean, we've only really had a handful of songs, you know, yeah. Queen Plus songs, but, but people have at least had the fucking structures right and they've sang mm-hmm. the right parts in the right places. He's clearly not... Um, done his homework or, you know, whatever, for whatever external reason there might have been for him not to perform it right, I don't know. But well, on the day, it was shockingly bad, man. Really, really bad. Um, I, and the like Paul was saying, the whole band are just, it's all over the place. So it makes me think maybe this one wasn't rehearsed as much as maybe some of the other songs. And obviously it's, again, they'd never played this live. So there is that element of it, but yeah, this this angered me at the time. Like, yeah. I, think, um, I, I think I um, think if, if if I try and be a bit objective about certainly Plant's involvement in this, um, you know, he, he steps up to the mic, and I think the mic stand is far too low for how tall he is. Yeah, because there's, there's no sound the first couple. Of yeah, and that's what I was about to say. Yeah, that he, you know, the mic, the mic's uh, cut out for the first yeah. the first line, so that's probably sent him a bit like. I throws him a wee bit because a a song I'm already cagey about and now I've started off in the wrong kind of wrong footing with it I think I think see the verses it's the verses are like he's putting the plant spin on it and I'm like they're kind of all right best when he gets to the yes we'll keep on trying he's he's, he's going to arrange his arrange his voice just as they want to go and 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 it's painful Uh, it's Mm -hmm. it's really as painful to, to sing and uh, to, to, to listen to, sorry. Um, I probably paid for this thing as well. <laughs> well as as uh, you know, um, Robert Plant and uh, your man uh, Jeff Tate found out. So. <laughs> Nobody can sing that song, exactly, Puffy Freddy. Uh, can I just say as well, before, sorry, David, go for it. He seems pissed out his box as well. Do you think so? Oh, I to me, I think he, he looks steaming. I like, I, like when I'm watching it, I, I even thought that at the time, I think this guy looks fucked out his mind. Um, <laughs> I've never noticed that. Might, oh, might, no. might, might just be because he's so un- unbelievably bad. Uh, I'm thinking that's got to be, the guy's got to be leathered. Is that why he got Mystic Meg's jumper? He's fucking he's ah, steaming he's his ah, 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 jumper. Ah, ah, ah. He probably turned up. He probably turned up steaming with a t-shirt covered in blood, and it just uh, grabbed just, a frock off one of the back singers. So just put that one, Rab. <laughs> just push him out. Push him towards Chuck. Just push him out the stage. Doesn't even know where he is, man. But I just get the impression he looked pissed out his mind. Probably not, oh, man. Right. But that's what I was gonna. I remember him talking about it. I know him talking about the the performance. It was there was an interview, but an interview footage, and he was talking about. And I, he is quite sheepish about it. He's kind of like you know and. Mm. You know, the lyrics and I, I, I'm struggling to find the lyrics and then they, they were actually down at my feet and I couldn't see them and things like that because I think he had them obviously as a backup. And um, so he's, he's you know, and and, and, and in fairness to, to uh, Plant, he does say, you know, there's so many people changing keys to these songs because they just can't mm. do a Freddy. Aye, you know, that's Robert aye. Plant saying that, you know, you know, the, the, one of the rock gods, you know, rock, rock god singers and all that. And he's saying, well, Freddy's like, you know, uh, you know, and I think um, you know, as as Paul, uh, Paul, 
as uh, Pete discusses um, as well, it's like you know, and, and as, as Joe discussed at the start, it's 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 when you watch this gig, you you just it just becomes so apparent that, that the good Freddie's not there high. and he's not high. there, high, and he's, he's you know mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. He's not there, and, and how good the, the man was. It's like because mm-hmm. um, you've got Rock Royalty there, but Daltrey. Aye. You know Robert Plant. You know yeah. um, you've got you know Bowie there. I mean Bowie's yeah. not that sort of singer, but you no, know. but yeah, you know you've got all the the, the, the biggest. Aye, absolutely. Um, okay, so innuendo is a bit of a car crash um, all round, and I think that's no surprise. I think most people agree with that. Um, then we went a crazy little thing called love after that, and obviously Robert Plant sings that as well. I I, I think this is a bizarre choice for Robert Plant's voice. I don't think it suits his voice at all. I I just don't understand it. I don't understand the choice for Robert Plant. That song needs a sharp, punchy voice, not a kind of smooth. Yeah, yeah. Needs a aye, needs aye. a very 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 sharp voice. You know, it, it needs Paul Young. Aye, well, well maybe that mm, one. Definitely needs Paul Young, mate. Aye. Everything, Everything needs Paul, needs Paul Young. Young <laughs> or, like the last podcast, Jimmy Neil. Ah, exactly. I would have Jimmy, Jimmy Neil do the entire set, man. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I uh, that's pretty much all I've got to say. I think I think the band are good, and he's I mean Plant knows the words, and at least in this one, yeah. you know he knows the words, and he and he, he he sings okay. I just don't think it's suited, suited to his voice. At no, all. I agree with that. I agree with yeah. that. I can I, I think he's a bit a wee bit harsh. I think maybe because no, innuendo was such no, a no, car no. crash. Um, it's, it's aye, a, it looks good next to this. Aye, aye, like, <laughs> he's, he's redeemed himself slightly because you know, uh, thank you, which is before it, is mm. fucking lovely. Oh and, no, he sings, he sings, and, like and Brian, you say, he sings his own. Brian, Brian, Brian when he comes in with the, the acoustic, it's fucking lovely. That's and nice. I, I'll aye. thank you is one of my favorite Zeppelin songs. You know, it's it's beautiful. You know, uh, and uh, yeah, but it, <laughs> it kind of doesn't really fit. You know, thank you and he plays a little thing called love, but you know. They do it, and uh, it's not, it's obviously it's a lot easier to sing than innuendo because essentially what it is is Probably well, I Fred, Freddie doing Elvis, so you know um, Robert Plant grew up with Elvis too. He would have sung songs in the style of Elvis when he was a young man and all that, so. You know, he's going to he's going to do a better job. But I think I anyway. think um, you know the point that we have made um, a few times in this podcast is that. You know the versatility in Freddie's voice, and and and, and you, there you go. You've got Robert Plant, the, the big rock mm-hmm. god, as we said, and his voice cannot change to that song. No, one dimensional. Yeah, yeah. It's what it, Robert Plant just sounds like. Robert Plant. It's Absolutely. the same voice. He can't he can't manipulate his voice to actually go. Do you know what? I'll take it this place for this song because this is what it needs. He, he's, he's not got the ability to to do that. Mm-hmm. And um and I know there'll be Zeppelin fans out there saying, you know, want to, you know, but I don't care. Their, their phones across whatever, but it's the truth. Love it. Yeah. And I don't care if you're annoyed. Exactly. Aye. I want you to be annoyed. I want you to be annoyed. Aye. And your guitar player needs, like to, needs to adjust his strap and all. About eight inches. Aye. <laughs> aye. Well, um, aye. It's, ugh, it's, no, nah, it's just... Uh, yeah, I'm the same. Aye, aye no comments. Um, and just, can I just quickly come back to innuendo? Because I'm going to... I think we'll probably all mention at some point the, the kind of instrumentation, which has always been a bugbear of ours. To do with Queen music and Queen songs, see the bit in the you know the you know the middle section of a new angel. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. It's really shit keyboard sound that yeah. they put on it. Aye. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. And I. It's, aye. oh my God, man. Punchy and could, could somebody will just grab a fucking acoustic guitar and play it. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't have to even be Brian, just anybody. You know, it's fucking hell. And Brian comes in at the wrong time and Roger loses aye, the time. Aye. Because Roger Brian just, comes aye, in at the wrong exactly. time. So Roger hits the stab and Brian, come on, Brian. <laughs> It's not Roger's fault, it's actually Brian's fault. And because Roger really goes to hit the the rag man, you see him twirling his stick because he always hits it at the rag time again. He stops himself because I mean, that's one one thing I think we've said that in live pods, uh, Queen pods. Roger was metronomically tight, man. Yeah, I mean, Roger never really fucked anything up, man. Absolutely. He's, he, he's strumming is great on this whole concert. I know well. he is. He's, 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 he's on the ball. He is tight, okay, and Rando, I, but everybody fucked that up. So that's know. true. Uh, but I think that again, that was and Rando was more more Brian and and, and Robert Plant that really made an ass yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Um, all right, um, let's uh, let's hear from Doug. I won't go singer by singer through the whole show, but. Suffice it to say, most of them were underwhelming, to be kind. Tough task, though, admittedly. Um, I did, however, like Lisa Stansfield, and Stone Cold Crazy was cool. I think it really helped Brian to have Tony Iommi on stage all night to help get him through. Um, But of all the singers, like many fans, um, for me, George Michael saved the day. And when he sang Somebody to Love, I think that was the first time during the whole concert that I got emotional. Um, I'm sure I got a hug from my girlfriend at that point because she could see how much I was into it. And she was with me in a Boston hotel when we got the Monday morning news that Freddie died. So, you know, she knew how much I cared. And hearing George Michael is someone with the skill, the desire, and the professionalism to deliver a performance worthy of Freddie Mercury. So thank you, George. Rest in peace. One thing about We Are the Champions, um, I saw it only at the end of the the two-hour heavily edited special. So I didn't really know all that came before that. And then I was kind of scouring the stage to see who was there. And I swear I saw Billy Squire and the two main guys from the Scorpions, you know, Klaus Main and the guitarist guy whose name I can't think of. Um, what is it? Rudolf Schechner or something. Um, I swear they were on stage. So it got me thinking like, oh, are there special guests? Do they come out and perform? Um, and I remember just feeling kind of confused. And I can't remember at what point I finally got to see all their performances from that day. Um but just a few quick hits. I thought Spinal Tap was on point. Love them. Good idea to include them. Zuccaro, bad choice. Las Palabras de Amor, poorly executed. Brian May's performance of Too Much Love Will Kill You was a mistake. Gutsy, but a mistake. And, you know, Axl Rose gets flack for wearing a um, Kill Your Idols t-shirt, you know, People saying that that's in poor taste. I thought Brian's song choice was in poor taste, and he lacked anything resembling rhythm. So, too bad. And last and least, Robert Plant's innuendo was just an utter embarrassment. 
Did he learn nothing from Live Aid? Rehearse, dude. Have some pride, man. Respect the audience. I'm no singer, but I could fall out of bed tomorrow and sing innuendo, even to a stadium crowd, better than Robert Plant did on the 20th of April, 1992. In summary, I'm glad that surviving members of Queen did this tribute concert. We got to see Brian, Roger, and John on stage together one last time, and I thought they played really well for the most part, especially for a one-off concert and on such a big stage and after such a long layoff. I wish the vocal performances were better, of course, and I wish the whole tone of the show was campier. Maybe more Freddie songs like Killer Queen, Don't Stop Me Now, It's a Hard Life. Not easy songs to perform, but they're very fretty. Sometimes I feel like this concert was more a tribute to bands that had played, paid tribute to Queen, Extreme, Def Leppard, GNR, than it was a tribute to Freddie. I get it when Brian May says he wanted to get the AIDS message out to a mainstream audience, but like the film Bohemian Rhapsody, it comes off somewhat like Brian and Roger, mostly Brian, I think, can't fully embrace Freddie's sexual orientation and lifestyle. And I want to thank you guys, the In the Lap of the Pods hosts, David, Paul, and Joe, for being bigger than that and for paying fitting tribute to Freddie and his immense talent, pod in and pod out. He deserves it. So cheers, Doug out. All right, let's crack on. So we got a wee kind of almost interlude. And then we get Brian coming out with his keyboard. And he's just the pieces of the man he used to be. So, um, so I. So anyway, moving on. So the next song is Radio Gaga. <laughs> uh, and uh, I mean, do you I really want to talk about it? Because oh, we're just going to say all I'll, the same I'll, things. You know, know. I'll, I'll say one thing about it, right? I'll say it. I'll see it. You have the devil in you. Um, if you had the fucking devil in him, it might have made it better. <laughs> I just exorcist is weird, right? Just banging on the keyboard and just screaming. Your ass is fucking gold. Wales, Wales spewing pea soup over the front crowd, uh, front audience. Uh, right, I will say one positive thing about this, right? Believe it or not, I have a positive thing to say about this, right? Grimey's got ends. It's got an ending. <laughs> Rimey has a terrible sounding voice, right? For the most part. I liked him in the 70s when he sang low-key shit, it worked, right? But when he goes mm-hmm. to try to project his voice in any way, shape, or form, he sounds like shit, right? But I will say, tonally, he's got a horrible sounding voice, but he actually sings this well in the sense that he's actually really on, like, he's hitting the notes, and all, albeit they're, they're not good sounding, but he's actually, his pitch is actually really good well, when you listen well, to it. It's funny, it's, you know, and I'm not just saying this because, I mean, I was willing to move on, to be fair, you know, just, <laughs> just so no, we can That's the on. only thing I've but, got to say about it. But no, in, in fairness to you, because the one thing that, that I noticed about it, see the version that is on Back to the Light, I thought better. this was better. I, oh, I, I thought, I, I thought I, actually, and I agree with you, I, I didn't think it was as great. As 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 on back to the light. So yeah, I think there's something in that, Joe. You know, so in fairness, you know, there maybe could be some credit thrown his way for that. So I like I I don't yeah. think he's like you know he sang in the, all those Queen harmonies. So he obviously had he, he, working with Freddie and Roger. He must have uh, 
be he must have had good pitch. I mean, mm. I, no doubt he's got oh, good yeah, pitch. Yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. like the sound of his voice ah, when he projects yeah, it loudly, you know. Trying trying to sing powerful and uh, Aye, things it's, like that, you know. It's it's weak. It's yeah, weak, yeah. but yeah. That's, that's but, uh, I, I do remember there's one there's one memory um, I do have of this and because um, um, obviously I didn't watch this with Paul I was you know Paul was elsewhere with the flu or whatever it was and um, I remember I remember talking to you about it Joe actually the next right. day and, and we, we, we liked this song and I remember saying oh no, that was not a bad wee tune and all that and a bad wee song you know young guys like no, not getting a fucking clue what's going on, you know but, but I remember after the concert and that. <laughs> exactly I remember saying to Paul I had that song and Paul's like it's fucking shit and I was like alright <laughs> destroyed well, destroyed I know but Paul was just right in there like fucking I need like eight years of knowledge on us at that point <laughs> I thought because when did Back to Back to the Light come out it was probably a couple of months after this. Right. Or, or, so or, that, oh no! In I, fact, I think it was still towards the end of '92. So I think right. it was so maybe I, I, so, '92 or so something. So that's th- this was the first time anyone had heard yeah, yeah, this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think at the time I thought it was some sort of allegory for AIDS. Too much love will kill you. That time. Oh, I, oh, I, 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 yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. I didn't realize it had been written like you know. And Fred had sang it in whatever. Yeah. But I was thinking too much love will kill you, you know, that it's like an AIDS thing. And, and you know, I'm thinking, I Brian, he's grimness again, you know. But it turns out it's not even that cool, you know. It's just a bit, <laughs> it's just self-pity and shite, nah. you know. And 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 Brian, and Brian was always good at, you know, you know, save me, he's a masterpiece and all that, oh, you know. It's late. But this is just terrible. Anyway, let's move again, on. again. If it was, if it was on a real piano, see if it was on a real piano. We said that even with the Queen version. If it's on a real piano, it just might have just gave it an extra ten percent more credit. You know. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, again, fire that, fire that Steinway on it. Aye. Anyway, it wasn't called too much level cow because that title sucks balls, man. It is, man, it does. It's terrible it does indeed. Right, so we're going to move on to one of the highlights of the 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 show. Um, so it's Radio Gaga. And um, <laughs> um <laughs> fucking hate this. Um, <laughs> I, I don't actually mind them, but it's just he's just Paul Young. But uh, this is this is I know. I that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm near issues with the guy himself, but. It's flat and lifeless. It's just fucking. Ah, it's, it's terrible. Actually, it's like it's like it's taken them seven years to get the actual words out. Aye, <laughs> it's, aye. Like, it's like it's a struggle. Aye. <laughs> 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 fucking shut this asshole up. <laughs> it's getting no so, power, man. The guy's aye. fucking weak as shit, man. Aye, so it's just. I mean, I love Gaga. I, uh, you know, I think I love this song. Uh, it's a great song, and 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 even when they play it live, you know, and you know, and uh, the the works and the magic tours, I did like it live as well. Um, and and again, musically, it's it's, it's pretty sound. It's you know, it's it's tight. It's kind of. It's got all John, the, you know, John's bass play is fucking aye, excellent. John's yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree with you there, Joe. Actually. Amazing. Um, right. You know, but it's like it's just, uh, uh, it's just a bizarre yeah. choice again. You know, it's uh, kind of like shoehorning um, this fucking yeah. talentless Fudrick. I, I don't say, know. I mean, when he sings his own stuff. It's like a particular oh, kind of no. sound, and I'm no, it's no my vibe. But I'm not saying it's terrible, but it just, I mean, each to their own with see that, that thing. But but see this, it's like see that song. It has that. That's my heart. Like fucking whenever I, I lay that, my heart. Every time yeah. I hear that, I just want to rip my steel uh, wheel right listen, out of the fucking love, socket. Love of the Common People is a good song. 
Is that fuck? No, it's a fucking cracking song. I, I hear it, 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 see it whenever you I lay my hat. See, see it whenever I lay my hat. The video for that was on. I, that's actually saw it about like, a week ago, um, and it was just surfing the channels. It was one of these eighties best of eighties, and that was right. on. And I just started watching it, but it might have been because I was thinking about the pod or something. But I started watching it, and that video was weird. So he's cheating on his wife, right? Um, and sh- oh, and the phones are up, and she's she's like, oh, I think he's basically telling us, you know, it's aye. over, or he's cheating. I'm, I'm a mad shagger. Aye, and then, aye. and 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 like she puts the phone down, and then at the end of the video, she fucking shoots him. Good, good. Right. She comes in like she gets a taxi and he's leaving the, the house. She, she just shoots him. That's like, nice one. Fucking video rules, man. Aye, man. That's, that's, that's the best possible outcome, man. <laughs> so, uh, aye. Sto- storyboard by Brian May. Um, then we get Who Wants to Live Forever. So, yeah, another, we're talking. another Brian May composition um, as well, but in one of our favourite Brian May songs I have to say oh, yeah. oh, absolute masterpiece yeah, brilliant brilliant fucking song and um, we get Seal coming on in this and uh, I, you know I, I think we'll all, all agree Seal does a, does oh, a fantastic job on this you know it's emotion I, I, there's he's got melancholy in his voice as well that just yeah. adds to the song and, and he's very humble as well absolutely. there's no there's no like I'm the man sort of shit yeah, yeah. the guy mm-hmm. you can tell I mean he says at the start when I first heard this song it made me cry and, uh-huh. and, it, and it wasn't done in that and I kind of look at let everybody kind of go yeah. oh wow it was, he kind of says it kind of low yeah, yeah. while the band are starting to play it and no I, I think it does an absolutely amazing job with this absolutely. man. Absolutely, and I think see when it gets to the, you know, it gets these kind of soulful bits in as well. He's, he opens his voice up, and it's got a really kind of soulful mm-hmm. vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's a total different, different take on the song, you know, because of Seal's voice, but uh, it works so it. well. Really yeah. suits you know, because Freddie's, Freddie's, you know, gone for the kind of, you know, the, the big god, walk god voice, and again, and the power, and, and obviously when he sounds soft, it's just, you know, make you cry, you know, as well, but. But Seal just takes it now. It's got that melancholic thing, like I yeah. said, and 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 it just yeah. it just. I, I, it, when I was listening, watching it, and listening to it, I thought I really would love to hear a properly recorded version of Seal singing yeah. this. You know, I absolutely. Um, that's why I was I was thinking maybe even an acoustic version of this, uh, just him and an acoustic guitar you know. would be fucking beautiful. Uh, the, the guys, uh, the guys, just he's nailed it in the in the, the emotion. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This actually might be, believe it or not, and this will probably be quite controversial, but watching this back, that I prefer this to George Michael's performance, actually. Mm-hmm. This really, because when I watched this, this felt real to me. It felt like a guy yeah. who was really connect, really connecting with the song, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's one of my, definitely without a doubt one of my highlights. Um, yeah. The whole, the whole, the whole set. I, I, you know, I think it's brilliant. And, and, Again, you know, obviously, you know, Queen never obviously used backing singers or anything like that and all that. But I think, um, in fairness to the backing singers, when they, 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 they do the backing bits, it really works really well, you know, in this it does as well. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but no, I think overall they nail it. They absolutely nail it. And Seal just comes on, like you say, Joe, no no pretension, nothing, just just connects with the song completely and, and, mm-hmm. and leaves the stage. And there's no, there's no, there's no look at me at all. No, it, you know, so. it, it matches the you know, the vibe of the song. Yeah. Even even with his demeanour on stage and stuff, that I could tell that the guy was affected by it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great song and uh, it's a great job. Is it the, the quote he says? He says, you know, and you know, I'm going to sing who wants to live forever. He says, it'll be the end of my career. <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> ah, <that's> <laughs> he was worried about, like, you know, destroying the song or something. No, you know, man, Seal's Seal a good, uh, an excellent singer, man. Oh, he is, aye. And it's totally unique he's, voice. He's, his music's fucking great, you know, as well, you know. Aye, absolutely. Great songs. 
Aye, it's totally, funny. I, I always laugh when uh, the way Brian introduced him, Mister Seal, <laughs> just like Mister Joe. It's like uh, Joe, Mister Seal. But uh, okay, right. So uh, obviously, we spoke to David Geldard last time because um, we actually recorded. Um, we did a wee interview with him, and uh, this is the second part of it. So um, let's get David's thoughts. Who was there on the day? The Freddie Mercury tribute concert is quite um, a marmite thing for a lot of people because you've got to remember that for the Queen fans like Jim Jenkins, who had been following them since the very early days, the early 70s, this was quite a, um, a really sombre occasion in, in a way, you know, because they, they were expecting, they'd seen Freddie so many times, they were expecting him to run out. Whereas for me, it was slightly different. I'd never, this was the closest I, I was getting to a Queen gig, so it's quite. Upbeat for me. I mean, obviously, it was a very. Um, I was gutted that Freddie wasn't there. Of course, it was my favourite singer ever, and very sad about his passing. But it was a for me, it was a fantastic celebration of what he was about and his music. And um, you know, it, it endured a lot of crap in the press, Freddie Mercury, over those last few years. This was almost like a vindication of him. This was almost like you know, fuck you. He was brilliant, and I just remember. One of the things that didn't come across in the telly was that was, was, you know, they were showing all these videos in the stadium and the crowd sing-alongs were amazing. And he kind of got lost in that in a way. He forgot there was a concert on sometime. <laughs> you know, you didn't have that horrible wait in between the acts because you were all singing along to, like, The Invisible Man or something, you know. And then all of a sudden it came up that, um, the day of it from Live Aid. And Queen came on to tie Mother down. And if you look at that video now, the energy in that audience was extraordinary. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. You're talking about the days before mobile phones. No one's taking a mobile phone. Everyone's in the moment. And for me, you know, I'm trying to process that I'm seeing the three members of Queen playing live on stage. Brian May starts singing. Then halfway through, it's like my second favourite singer of all time, Joe Elliott, joins them. Yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't process it. I think this is absolutely brilliant. It was breathtaking. I can't even put it into words. Moments like that stay with you forever. Yeah, you can't, you can't even put it into words. Um, it's almost like a, it was like a spiritual thing for me. Every artist that came on was a legend. You know, you had um, Tony Iommi, you had um, Roger Daltrey, Robert Plant. I mean, I was really good that they never innuendo on the video because I know his voice goes on it a little bit and what I mean he forgets the words but that's the only time they've ever believed played it and you know I'm I'm just happy about that and I suppose towards the second half it really picks up again I mean uh, David Bowie again someone that had worshipped since the kid and he came on and did Under Pressure with Lanny Lennox which was brilliant and then it's almost like a moment for the hardcore Queen fans who knew the history of Queen because when he brought out Ian Hunter and Mick Ronson and they started doing all the young dudes. You know, going back to the very early days of Queen where they supported Mott the Hoople and they were part of that glam scene. And that, that again, that was a real sort of hairs on the back of their head moment. And, you know, Mick Ronson didn't have very long to live at that point. It, I think it was his last gig, actually. Seeing Bowie and Ronson up there, Joe Elliott and Phil Collins from Def Leppard come on on, on backing vocals. I remember on, on the day... Um, the camera re- zooming into Joe Elliott's face, and I'm thinking, I know for a fact his favourite bands of all time are Mott the Hoople, Queen, and Bowie. Yeah, yeah. I thought, how is he feeling right now? <laughs> he did Heroes, and then he got down on one knee 
for the Lord's uh, yeah. Prayer. A lot of people have sort of like mixed feelings about I've got to say on the day, everyone was respectful. And then George Michael came on. And the last, if I'm honest, the last song anyone was expecting him to sing was 39. Yeah. Uh, and he did such an amazing job on that. And then he said, you know, he used to bust that. Um, and then Days of Our Lives, which I remember had loads of people in the audience in tears. Loads. That was a real poignant song. Uh, and somebody to love. Well, what can you say? Now, that's gone down as a moment in history. That's that's kind of transcended the concert in many ways. It's like one of the greatest live performances ever. Uh, and particularly that end bit where he reaches that note. I mean, you, you know that Freddie would have loved that. And the irony is, he, you know, he was the one who took it to number one. Queen never got, got to number one in the UK with somebody to love. Uh, and I think that EP sold a bit loads. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, that was fantastic. And then it was, of course, it was uh, Elton John and Axl Rose, Bohemian Rhapsody. My main memory of that on the day was standing there with 72,000 people singing that song for Freddie at the top of the voices again. That was something that you take to the grave because it was just incredible. It was like 72,000 hairdryers all, you know, the power of it. It was amazing. Um, and then Axel came on and that was, again, you look at the video, the crowd just went bananas. I thought he was excellent. I, th I thought he was really, really good. Um, and then the end, Liza Minnelli, which was which was fitting for Freddie because he absolutely yeah. adored her. He was, so yeah, what a day! I mean, I'm obsessed with that concert. And then the strange thing was on the on the way out, we'd been stood quite near the front. We was near the the left video screen, and underneath there was the exit to the to the car park. And in those days, I'm, I'm never quite sure looking back now how we found a bloody coach. I mean, <laughs> hundreds of coaches in the dark, no mobile phones. How did you do it? Uh, but we came out and we just sort of caught the end of the artist running into the limos. We saw Spinal, it was right near Spinal Tap getting into their limo and they gave us a wave. We went, oh, Derek. <laughs> anyway, he waved back at us. I'm obsessed with that concert. I just thought it was brilliant from start to finish. I always thought it was a bit of a shame that McCartney wasn't on it because all, obviously um, the Beatles were a massive influence on Freddie. Um, and I think all the Beatles have been complimentary about Queen, even Lennon. You know, so I always, I always remember thinking that that was a bit of a shame. But there again, if he, if he had have turned up out of the blue, I think my mum would have killed me when I got home that she'd missed out on it. You know? <laughs> So he's perhaps for the best. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a conversation I've been having with a lot of people on, on the book. You know, I think I think some people uh, thought maybe um, a lot of the, a lot of stars who were Freddie's takes, maybe like Erasure and um, artists like that, uh, maybe Spandau and and some of those sort of more poppy bands, some, some bands that are more popular uh, in gay clubs and things like that. I suppose. They were under underrepresented, but think about it. They were trying to get that message across at the time, and those artists that they did have, I mean, even even someone like Seal, they were huge at the time. And mm. what a way to make a statement! The next day, I was back. I, I was at college at the time, and I had a part time job at Superdrug, and you know, just money for CDs and and, and pub nights and stuff like that. You know, stacking shelves, and I remember. 
24 hours later after the Freddie Mercury tribute, I was stacking cans of Coke. And I thought, I can't believe this. I'm, stack, I'm stacking cans <laughs> of pans, yeah. Panda Pops. And <laughs> this time yesterday, I was watching Robert Plant with Queen. And, you know, long time to come down from it. Okay, so remember and look out for um, the book that David is pulling together. It's, um, it's you know, with fan friends and musician stories about Freddie and Queen, and it's called In the Lap of the Gods, and I think it's hopefully going to be out this year. Um, so keep an eye out for that. So uh, we'll certainly be keeping our eyes out for it. I think it'll be an, quite an interesting project. Yep. So check mm-hmm. it out. And a good dude as well. So. Aye, absolutely. Aye, indeed he is. And uh, okay, right. Let's let's shift on, and uh, we're going to talk about "I Want to Break Free." So this is the, like you say, the only John Deacon song in, in the set, oddly enough. And um, so the Lisa Stansfield comes on and sings this. And okay, uh, Joe, let's get your thoughts on that. Well, I think on the first pod we did the first part of this um, a few weeks back, I was kind of unkind to Lisa Stansfield, <laughs> um, and I think back, uh, you know. The, the, the lassie can sing. I mean, yeah, she, she can, she, yeah. she can sing. Yeah. She can. She, and, and, and to be honest, she sings this. She sings this very well, actually. Mm-hmm. So I completely retract that. I'm an asshole. Fully admit it. Well, we I mean, you that anyway. But yeah, well, everybody knows I'm an asshole anyway. But you know, I'm, I know I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, You're self-aware now. I'm a self-aware asshole. Um, I think you know. Uh, I think the solo is excellent, actually. The solo is really good, mm. isn't it? Um, uh, it's really, uh, it's uh, the solo is fucking mm. really good, isn't it? He does the cool uh, bends. Wow. He does all uh, the kind of pitch uh, bends that the shite keyboard does. Only it sounds sh- good because it's on a guitar. Shout out to Big Fred. Big Fred Aye. Mandel. Yeah. Our, our, our man Fred. Our yeah. man Fred. Um, and it's cool because <laughs> you see kind of... Uh, John's kind of smiling as well, so I think he's quite happy. He's got his Aye. one fucking song, you know. <laughs> um, but Aye. you know, he should have had three, two other ones that were massive Queen hits that they never played. Um, you know, but Aye. but no, this this was this was decent, man. This oh, somebody should have done "Spread Your Wings." But that's what I'm saying. Spread your wings I get sealed to "Spread Your Wings," man. And there's options. Yeah. There, there, there were there was options to make this set more. Aye. Diverse, equal. I guess. Yeah, on equal eye. But I suppose it was the hits when they were going for the, no. the big one. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> well, I know Anyendo got to number, number crazy. one. But it's not, not considered. Nah, it's not going to be high, so. uh, um, Can I, I just say so, sorry, Dave? It I probably is that? diverse in fairness, but I, it's, it's I, balance, as, as Joe said. Sorry, Joe. Uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, I'm thinking as well, like, do you, do you think maybe when these songs weren't all necessarily picked by Queen. Do you think maybe they, they said to like people like like for example Lisa Stansfield, which I song would you like to sing? People got a choice. And, yeah. uh, I don't know, and that would make I, more sense. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. Um, it might explain. Okay, it might explain. Maybe explain think, like Zucchero and Blast Parablas, for example. I think people want. I think people might have been given a list of two or three songs because Seal says, "I um," he says something like, "I I, I was glad that I got the one." Uh, the one that I wanted kind of thing oh, right, most okay. or something like that you know so maybe he'd, be, he'd been offered maybe two or three you know maybe. And, it, and he'd said well I, I'd like well, to do who wants to offer well that's just thing. making me sound like a total fucking asshole at the start of this saying Brian is full of ego man 
you started to this information at the start. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but, but, but it was a, it was a list of Brian May songs. <laughs> I, 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 the whole list was Brian May. <laughs> Brian May songs, aye. That's why everybody kept going up to Brian after it, because he was the only one that Eddie spoke to. Like, Queen, apparently. No, if that is true, then I retract everything I said at the start, and Brian May's not got any ego at all, man. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, no, I'm just, mean, I don't, don't know if that's Do you mean case. you don't know? You either fucking know or you don't know. What one is it? Paul, pick your poison, mate. <laughs> anyway, uh, see if that uh, is the case. I retract it. And uh, Brian, but but, but, but much you're not as confused as I am, so. <laughs> Look, man, Zuckero um, had body language, right? And he, he knocked it back <laughs> for Las Palabras. That was his only option. Uh, Jimmy Nail was going to sing that, but he didn't have time, man. I know. Jimmy Nail was <laughs> on the uh, Ogre Battle, I'm sure, Good man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but no, it, it, like I want to break free. I think I agree. I think she sings it brilliantly. Actually, in fairness, um, she she's she's as Joe said, she's got a, a good voice, and um, you know, I think it's I think it works really well. Suits her voice really well. I have to Does, say, you know, I, I think obviously and, and she's get, she's getting into the spirit of it. You know, the, the who and all that. And, you know, um, ha- having fun. You know, yeah. I think up to now, a lot of the performers have been really tense and she's nervous and light, light, and. Aye. and you know, she's. No, sorry, Paul. Carry on. No, no, no. No, and I, I just think it's you know, you know, Roger, you know, being you know, his, his usual uh, male chauvinist pig. She's here to do the the housework, you know. Uh, <laughs> she can't do the housework. Hopefully, she's gonna stay safe. Ah, right. Then we then we get uh, under pressure. Um, uh, so under pressure, obviously David uh, David Boy comes on with um, Annie Lennox, or he comes on first, and then Annie Lennox comes on, and or they come on together. I don't know, I can't remember. Who gives a fuck? But who they, cares? I uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is okay. Um, I think the scat singing doesn't really work. See, even Freddie's not, not doing good. it. It sounds it's bad. Annie Lennox. Yeah. Annie Lennox is a fine singer. Oh, oh she, yeah. I, her own I material. Mean, I, I, she's amazing. a great singer. I, I know it's fucking amazing, but she's, um, uh, she's bad in this man. I, I uh, think. I think when we did the covers podcast um, with, um, uh, oh, who was it that sang it again? Um, we were the Nelson. Forgive us, uh, but um, I don't but remember. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. She, I from yeah yes I she kept it really understated and, and kind of so I think she got she she did it quite well got away Aye. with it you know mm. and, and it was it wasn't too pushed but obviously Annie Lennox is on you know in front of sixty two thousand people or seventy two thousand people whatever it was and she's gonna have to try and give it a bit of welly a wee bit and it just it sounds a wee bit kind of it grates a little bit I but see when she opens up her voice no pray tomorrow takes me higher that bit Aye, brilliant me. I mean mm. her, her voice sounds fantastic yeah there yeah. you know. And uh, and and boy's just doing his thing as he always does, you know, the understated kind of voice, and he opens up slightly when he needs to. And but the only thing is, I don't think I, I'm not too sure their voices blend that well. I have to no, say, I think, I think, I think, really they, don't. I, I think, I think Annie they're too similar in, in, in pitch, hundred percent. That's yep. exactly what I was about to say. There's no like, light and shade. I, I they're, they're both very, you know, Annie likes voices. to sing a really deep, deep register, and so is, so is mm-hmm. David Boy, who you know most of the time does anyway. But um. So I don't think they blend particularly well, and and, and I think this is this is okay. I, I don't think it's it, it's no absolutely kicking my ass or anything. No, and I, I, I can I just say that actually watching it, I actually felt embarrassed because it's the forced theatrics on stage were uh, really really embarrassing for me. Uh, like like yeah. cuddling each other, and she's like like fawning at them and stuff. Uh, I was like, yeah. fuck all that, man. That there's yeah. no absolutely no need for that. She's like over overdoing it, and I was yeah, like, yeah. and Bowie at points looks quite. 
Aye. feels uncomfortable at points, yeah, man. Yeah, aye. Um, and I, I don't, I, I hated this at the time, aye, and I, I really aye. don't. And Bowie looks, I mean, Bowie's the king of cool, right? Mm. Right, we all agree with that, right? Yeah. But he looks so fucking uncool. <laughs> and, and, and even his stage moves, he's doing the fingers, the, this kind of old man clicking back and forth. I'm like, this guy, this guy's like the, the you know, the style aye. icon, you know what I mean? And yeah. he looks painfully uncool right now. <laughs> I, it gets a bite when he does the Lord's Prayer, though. <laughs> that next day, Paul Young's the two worst fucking points of this whole gig, you're by at, the way. Yeah, that fucking Lord's Prayer's a belter, by the way. Aye. I love the heavy bit. <laughs> I, I've heard that a few times. And I, I see when that riff comes in, man. Aye. <laughs> fucking That's face it. melting. Aye. A bit where Christ comes in and starts windmilling, man. <laughs> I mean, the thing about the Lord's Prayer is, you know, uh, that David Bowie's a Protestant because uh, Aye, because he goes for, the, for, for thine is the kingdom and, uh, and the Catholic stone. We stop it at that bit. We say um, amen and then we do Aye. that bit later on in the mass. Know that we're Catholics, right? And well, we were raised, well, certainly Mike, myself, and Paul were, but we are, uh, we are yeah. reborn atheists. So, Aye. so. well, I, I'm leaning towards Satan these days. Hail Satan, Ave Satanus. That's it. Get come out of um, religious retirement and religious retirement. Go back to the Satan. You know? We need to put in a fat moose, Chocolate mousse. Aye. Chocolate mousse. Hairy mousse. That's happening. Aye. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, then we get... This is kind of bizarre. I mean, you get all the young dudes and then heroes. It's, it's, Aye. It's, I, I don't really get the point. Okay, you can say Monty Hoople, they toured with Queen, obviously took Queen out in America for the first time. And, and you know, so there is a connection there. I'm not denying that. Obviously, now I'm here, you know, it refers to, you know, Monty Hoople in the song. and all. So there's a, a, undoubtedly a connection there and I'm not underplaying that. I just don't really know what the point of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was, exactly, so, um, I, I was exactly the same when I was watching it because I could, like I was saying earlier, I forgot that that like, Bowie was on stage for as long as he was. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. why right. the fuck's Bowie getting? I mean, Elton John didn't crack into Starman and a Rocket Man, sorry, and, and uh, all that type yeah. of shit, you know. So, why is Bowie getting this big bit in the middle himself? Aye, it's, it's, but ugh, look, I suppose it happened. And, and it's, I mean, I think all the young dudes that's actually pretty good. I think it's you know, heroes you know, for me. Aye, I love I, you know, and, and it's nice seeing Mick Ronson with Bowie again, you know. And His last ever performance. Aye, he died not long after that, eh? Yeah. It's just over a year later. Aye, aye, yeah. he, just, he died. But aye, it's, um, but aye, no, I think all your young dudes is, is all right. And Heroes, I agree with you, Joe. I think Heroes is excellent, actually. That's aye. really, really, it's an excellent performance of that aye. song, I have to say. And John on this, I love John's bass. Oh, on Heroes, aye, aye, he just sounds brilliant. beautiful. Tight, man. Aye, he's just, Tight. you know, it just, it's just the way the bass is rolling through the whole song. It's like John's aye. got it nailed. Aye, the high part where it goes up the way and stuff. Aye, aye, absolutely. And it's interesting hearing, seeing Mick Ronson using the Evo to play uh, Robert Fripp's Lick, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, because yeah. obviously it was, you know, Mick Ronson had left Bowie by that point, oh, you know, it wasn't oh, he, he didn't play in Heroes originally. So to have, like, you know, um, nah, you know Mick Ronson kinda, come aye. back and but play a song that wasn't he, aye, you know, he didn't play on, yeah, that he didn't originally play on was quite interesting. So, aye, totally. Um, but I thought, aye, I think, I think they were both. Although again, the point could be debated or whatever. I did, you know, they're both. They're both played really well. And um, oh, I, I absolutely, I cool. I liked, uh, you know, when Bowie's introducing it and he's thought he's talking about, yeah, we all hung about together or whatever. Um, and we, <laughs> it's a bit where he says we, we we slept with the same people. And Roger is immediately behind him. Roger, he, he starts <laughs> grinning as a fly. Aye, aye. Shag, yeah, because Roger I probably shagged, shagged me. Aye. 
Yeah, he is. Here's Roger the Shagger. Uh, brilliant. Uh, we don't actually realise that we're all, all Rogers Wayne's. Probably, <laughs> I. <laughs> Hashtag uh, children. I've got near rhythm. I'm definitely no Rogers Wayne. Uh. <laughs> um, and then, I then we get the Lord's Prayer, and like we say, man, they, the riffs in that song, man. Oh, top notch, man. man. Give Tony um, Iommi the fear. Absolutely, man. So give up to the Lord, you know. So uh, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I was nearly converted. <laughs> that, uh, can I just say, but at the time, that was embarrassed as I, fuck. Was, uh, yeah. I think the whole world went, what? Why, why is he doing uh, this? Shit? Why are you bring? Why are you bringing God into this situation? And I think, um, like the the Brian May said at the time, he's like, I wish he'd have warned us about that. Aye. As I said, so, after, you know, so I could have fucking hit him with the red special, <laughs> so he could have just cut the mic out or something. You know, <laughs> Aye, it's embarrassing uh, shit. But uh, anyway, listen, if you're into the Lord's Prayer and you say it every Sunday, crack on, man. It was just a bit of a bizarre moment. Um, but anyway, next up, um, we'll hear from Paul. No, you, Paul. Another Paul. Right, okay, so we're outside Wembley, and we took it in turns to see what was going on. So my friend Alistair saw Tony Iommi walk up to Wembley, and then we took it in turns, and I saw Robert Plant walk up and get out of a taxi with his paper, and then we just knew it was on when that happened. And then it's so funny because like the doors open and we were almost first in queue and you walk in and it's just huge. It's massive and you could see all the stuff going on. So we just kind of ran. And then, so I think we're, we're, we're a few rows from the front and uh, we set up camp. And then there's a whole day of just the four of us just trying to come to terms with like the enormous scale of what we were actually dealing with. I can't remember what song it was, but we'd all organised to meet back at some place. So if you had to go for a piss, it was like, you know, uh, we're over here by the... I, I just put my hand up. I know you can't see that. But uh, yeah, that's how it was. And then when it all kicked off, like the tallest of us, Sonny, I never forget, someone threw a tennis ball and it smacked him on the head. These are the things you remember about stupid days, like great days. Those are the things as a 15-year-old kid you remember. <laughs> All right, so in terms of music, uh, was I blown away by Ronson with Bowie? God, that was amazing. Like, I didn't think I'd see that. Uh, so, yeah, the early part was, like, like bonkers. Like, see Rog playing with, with, like, heroes was, yeah, that was fucking great. I never, ever want to hear... Too much love will kill me ever again just because it's, yeah, it's horrible. I actually lost my denim jacket at some point in that show, but that's fine. I can deal with that. I'm sure it's probably uh, frowned upon, but to be fair to them, I'm not a fan, but credit due, the Extreme Medley was fucking impressive. From the early part, I, I, I think they got it right. I think I, I think they nailed it. Uh, so favorite favorite song of the night is probably uh, George Michael's "Somebody to Love." It's one of my favorite Queen songs. Yeah, I think he just got it. It it yeah, it it still fills me with. It was amazing. It was just amazing. It was so so good. Thirty nine was pretty good too. Yeah, he clearly loved Queen, and 
That's all I can ask, isn't it? It was so good. So good. Kind of wish the cross had played an entire set, though, to be fair. Because obviously that's my bag, so yeah. I would have loved an entire kind of Mad, Bad and Dangerous to Know set. Uh, a little solo from Josh, and uh, yeah, I think that would have, uh, you know, to end the evening, that would have been the best thing ever. Just so I can make sure that these guys get this, it was, like, without that, the best day ever. It was like, we had an absolute blast. It was like, everybody, like, it, it was so good. It was like, everybody blew it out of the park. It was like, we loved... Metallica, we loved everything. It was like Christ, I I I almost liked Death Leopard that day. And but it was so good. It was like to be there, to be down the front, to be with my best mates, whatever. Yeah. It was ultimately it was it was such a amazing day. So it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Right, and then we are going to move on to uh, thirty nine. So we get um, we get the, the kind of hero of the day for many people, um, and um, George Michael, and he comes on and he sings thirty nine. Paul, that is what it is. It's all right, you know. Um, you used to busk on the, the subway stations, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Doing it, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all right, it's 39, it's yeah, inoffensive. Um, it's nice that they've got the you know the bass drum and they're, they're doing it the way you used to thing. do it, 70s, yeah. you know, that that's a nice wee touch. I, I meant to say at the beginning, um, I admit that there, 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 there was certain points in this part of the concert where I did get emotional and. <laughs> I remember, I distinctly remember the tearing up, just seeing the bass drum with the Old with the crest on it. On ah, it. Right, right, yeah. And it just just that, just seeing that, you know, uh, you know, whatever it was, tie your mother down. I was just like, oh man, that's just fucking, mm. you know, got me going kind of thing. And uh, uh, just when I mentioned the bass drum thing, uh, yeah, it's all right. It's as uh, what it is kind of thing. Um, I, I would I wouldn't go over the top about it. You know, it's mm. a, it's a folk song. It's you know. It's a it's a great song and all that, but aye, he does a good job. And if that you know, I would have, I would have give him a pound if I'd have walked by and he was singing it. Then whatever, Golders Green Underground Station or whatever the fuck, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Cool, Joe. Anything to throw in? Not nah. really, man. Nah. nah, not really. I think it's the same. I mean, I can't the same. I think it's aye, it's it's good. He sings it well. He sings he sings it wholeheartedly. And, aye. Things that well when I, I do I do think that's a lie that he was playing it busking. I don't think George Michael could was out busking, man. I might be wrong, but I think that was just bullshit. Well, he does say hand on my heart. This is you know so fucked. You call him a liar. He's a rock star. He's a pop Why would George lie, man? Well, he drove his he drove he drove his car into the front of a chemist and then denied it. So I mean Ah, but he was out his face at the time. Just to say he wasn't his fucking face at this. Yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. Guilty feet ain't got no rhythm, mate. So he wouldn't Very be able to. Really, he, wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't be able to sing that tune, man. If he, he had a guilty and he's, conscience, and he's not into careless whispers either. So, uh, yeah, aye, so there you are. You know, you so, might be right. <laughs> um, then we move on. We get day. These are the days of our lives, and uh, George stays on stage, and uh, we get uh, 
and Lisa Stansfield joining them for it. And um, so, do you know it's weird? Um, see when see when this starts, um, it's I think it's just the way the instrumentation is on stage because it's obviously live a live version of it. It sounds like I'm used to death by Roger Waters. It's the same cause and the same sound. Oh, right. Go back and listen to it and, and listen to it to death. It's, oh. it's mm-hmm. so bizarre. It's like this, the, the exact same corporate. And it's weird because it's a Roger song and Roger's aye, all aye, Roger Waters. Roger, you, aye, tell, you know. But it's saying that I'm used to death in fairness didn't actually come out in 92, although the album was recorded across four years. But so it, there's no like Roger's heard that. It's just a similar vibe. It. Exactly. That's it, 100%. But it's quite interesting because it's so far away from, you know, I'm used to death. The song is so far away from. These are the days of our lives, but it's it's kind of, um, but it's nice. Do you know? I think it's nice to hear, actually hear a real kit on this song. Aye, because I'll that, aye. you know, because we never, never actually heard a real kit on innuendo. Yeah. You know, so uh, should have been that made the song so much aye, better. Absolutely, I think when the solo comes in an innuendo, you there's a real kit. But um, but up to that point, it's nice to hear Roger just kind of like you know. Um, I think there are some uh, some kind of bongos and stuff in the background and stuff um, getting played, mm-hmm. whether it's synthetic or not, I'm not entirely sure. But I think that's um, bongo. Aye, that is. Aye, no, it's percussionist, um, I think. Because um, yeah. it's um, your man, uh, Joshua J. McCray. He's, you know, for the cross, he's doing the percussion. Oh, is he? Aye, oh, aye. Right. So he's, mm-hmm. I think it's probably him, probably him uh, yeah. potentially. Um, but I, I think their, their voices blend really well on this. I think they sound really, yeah, really it's good right. on this. It's, it's, it's okay, it's aye. Really quite nice. Um, I think it's a nice version. And again, wholehearted and, you know, and they're, they're totally mm-hmm. into it. And, and you know, I think they've, they've embraced the, the occasion and the song. And I think it's really, really good. And, and Brian... Solo wise, it's just a couple of wee bits. I think, ah, you know, some those some of you get some of the, those notes in a solo. That's that's the one that hit you right. Hits you, you can't miss those notes, you know. There's certain aye. ones you can miss, but yeah. you can't miss those ones. And, yeah. and that, that kind of didn't, oh, didn't ruin our effing, but it was just a little bit, ah, that was a shame, you know. But, um, but no, I quite like this version. Mm-hmm. It was okay, I it's, it's offensive, mm-hmm. I yep, cool. Um, and then we move on. And we get somebody to love. So um, obviously George Michael sings this one, and um, this is the one that everybody talks about, and that has been mentioned by a lot of the listeners. Obviously, leaving messages um, about somebody to love. I remember. I'm going to throw it over to you guys because I've obviously talked a wee bit too much now. But I, I remember really resenting this. I not as at well. the time. Not at the time necessarily. It was after, after the, the fact. Because everyone was talking how was great he was. Oh, great. Oh, he could tour with Queen and all no, that. And I just didn't want anyone, anyone at all singing with Queen ever again, no. you know. And and just the thought of that um, was just like, no, no. And I really resent And I kind of pretended to myself that he didn't sing it that well. You know, I was lying to myself, but he does. He does, and we, we know he does. But I, I can—I mm-hmm. was just trying to tell myself, that he, nah, he doesn't sing it that well because I just didn't want to believe that somebody could do a good job at a Freddie song, you know, mm-hmm. or, or in that way that people would talk about it in the same category uh, and all that kind of stuff, you know. And um, okay, does a fine job, but um, Joe, I'll throw it over to you to start things. I'm like. exactly the same. Um, all that stuff about he could—he could turn. He could be the Queen singer, and I'm like, nah. And I've said this, I can't remember what pod it was, but George Michael couldn't sing the rock stuff. Yeah. He just couldn't do it, man. He's not got the voice for it. He's not a rock singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be brutally honest, like I was listening to this and stuff like that, and you know, I, I've praised it in the past, and you know, I, I do think he sings it well. But a lot of the reason I think that song really works, believe it or not, is the choir. Aye, aye. 
right? See if you take the. I was yeah. thinking, see if you take that choir out of that. I don't think this would be remembered quite the way it was because those backing singers are really making that song yep. pop. Hmm. That you know the choir in the background doing the gospel shit. And to be honest, there's a lot of the other guys like you know that didn't have that backing for mm-hmm. for you know. For, on the songs they did, so I think there's a wee bit of bias there. Actually, I, th- I think I think there's no absolutely no doubt that that's enhanced the, the performance. Oh, that that mm-hmm. that I doubt. say otherwise because Queen never even did that with Freddie. We are batting, so uh, it was just automatically. Them, like, it sounds sorry exactly automatically. It's making it sound more like the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then then yeah. ever then th- never think, did make it I sound think, when they did it live. Yeah, no, you're right, Joe. But I think obviously his lead vocals are fucking on the money. I think that's no, they're the, good. That's no, the no, I don't mean that. What I mean is, I do think he sings it well. But I was listening, and I'm thinking the reason I'm you really enjoying this is because the ensemble. So good. Ah, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, the ensemble. Yeah. It's not all ah, on George ah, Michael making that point. song amazing. It's down to those that gospel choir doing those parts and hearing that how rich it sounds. Aye. Um, but I'm not, I'm not detracting away for the fact the guy sang it well. Aye, but the guy, but the guy's not. A rock, <laughs> the, the, I am. You're right. The guy's not a rock singer, and I like aye, George. I, I fucking like George Michael's voice. He's his own shit. I fucking think yeah. it's great. Aye, he's aye. got a great voice. I, I would say George Michael yeah, yeah. is great, but he's not a rock singer. So that that aye. was a that was a real bone of contention. Exactly the same as you, David. Aye, obviously, we, we spoke Queen about it back then. Aye, he could join Queen. I'm like fucking geez, peace. I sit down. No, no, I couldn't. He can sing maybe five songs, and you know decent you know yeah yeah this is the one that i you know it's been done to death um and i, I agree with the points uh mr joe made there um if it wasn't for the london community gospel choir um or it was them on it i um let's just say it was aye. <laughs> uh, it, it was them aye. <laughs> um yeah uh i think yeah it, it, it wouldn't be as good but having said that He's on the money. He, he sings it absolutely perfectly, beautifully, all the rest of it, and uh, put, puts his heart and soul into it. Uh, a lot of power in the voice and all, yeah. you know, it's like, and, yeah. And, and as an approximation, uh, he's he's the one that got the closest to the spirit of Freddie Mercury in terms of put, putting everything into the performance. And, you know, even uh, I want to see every, every person, every, every pair, uh, of, pair hands, of hands. Yeah. You know, even that, even reaching out into the crowd, because hardly anybody did that really. Yeah. Um, that, that, chat, you know, I, he's, chat was he's quite a, uncomfortable, though. Do you know? Think I thought his I, chat was kinda, really uncomfortable. I think, I, he was, I, I think he was getting nervous. And I think he's nervous. what he said. He was starting to forget some of the things. I, he was to say I, he was, uh, the, I, the American uh, side of things and all I, that. I, I was getting, I, um, but you he know, knew the point he was making. But I think I, he just got a bit tired yeah, of his got, own words and all that. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think he got. Out of all the performance, I think he well, you know, uh, yeah, I would say he, he he was the one that got closest to the spirit of Freddie, and but still nowhere fucking near. But you know, um, certainly, uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, yeah, there. I mean, I mean, he does. Yeah. It's like it's like we all we all three of us agree. It's a great person. Of course, what of course what what's missing is Roger going. Yeah, yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if that had been in it, it would have been absolutely perfect. But well, doing the symbol, symbol crossover with the hands. The thing about it again, we talked about instrumentation, man, it's shite keyboard piano as well. Aye, Why didn't it just drag out Freddie's fucking piano and someone Aye. play it? You know, it's yeah. like fucking hell. Why is a shite keyboard piano all the time? Aye, yeah. um, but anyway, that's just one. That's what I'm I agree, mate. So. I agree, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, let's hear from Leighton. Evening, folks. Leighton here. One of the biggest memories I will have is one of stupidity, as every single artist that was introduced, every new band, every singer, every guitarist that, that, that graced the stage that was brought on, we were just astonished to see. We were agape. We were absolutely gobsmacked. Our jaws dropped. And if we had only let our angle of vision drop a few degrees, we'd have seen on the back of the people in front of us the Freddie Mercury Tribute Concert t-shirts, which had printed on the back a list of every single person gracing those stages that night. But no, no, no. We were that focused on the stage that you think, bloody hell, Tony Omi, Jesus, it's James Hetfield. Hang on a minute. No, if we just looked down at someone's back in front of us, we'd have seen oh, Paul Young. Not seen him yet. Oh, Robert Plant's going to tear. Bloody hell, that's great. No, no, no. It was only as we were leaving the stadium that we were then noticing the T-shirts on the people. I was wearing one. I had another three in my bag. One idiot. Nothing much has changed over the past 29 years. But yeah, fun arse. One absolute arse. I think two of the abiding memories I'll have of the show um, are of Roger, uh, a man who is my hero, my idol. I named my son after this man. And it's, first of all, just the the grin he had in his face when at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody, Axel and Elton came together and embraced as they sang the final two lines. Um, that look of, of joy and mischief that he had in his face tickles me still. And during We Are The Champions, there was a flicker of him up on the screen and I can't find it anywhere online. I've not managed to find it. But the tears were just pouring down his cheeks. Um, and and that's the thing. You, 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 you think we were all there saying, paying our respects and saying goodbye to a man whose music and work uh, we loved. But they were there saying goodbye to their friend. And... That's got to be something that no matter how much we can slag off the running order, the set list, the guest list, where was Montserrat, where was Aretha Franklin, what was Liza Minnelli doing there? Zuccaro, what's he got to do with anything? Fine, I'm giving them a pass for all of that. It must have been the most difficult thing to organise. Um, and again, I think that's why I'm a little bit more forgiving of Made in Heaven than you guys, just from that personal thing, point of view. Right, okay, so we're approaching the end of the show. Four tracks left to talk about. Um, we get Bohemian Rhapsody and Elton comes out um, to sing that one. And doesn't he play the proper riff on the piano? He just plays chords. So we don't get the ding, 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 ding. That's right. Ding. He, he just starts playing, mama, Aye. just killed him. And it's just the, the chords. He's not playing the, the riff. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. Why? One of the most iconic see. bits of the song. And, and, he's, it. and he's an amazing pianist. Exactly. Uh, I mean, arguably he's a, better he's than Freddie. Perfect you know? musician. Uh, uh, you know, play it, you know? That, was, uh, that was strange. I don't really know uh, what happened there. But um, And I remember, like, I think probably everybody was the same. It was like the debut of the hair. You know, he came because always uh, like, set up older. It's funny. Uh, it's like, what the it's fuck exactly is he the same colour as Axel's. Ah, uh, it's right. <laughs> Maybe it was made out of Axel's pubic hair for the shower backstage. <laughs> Uh, give me that. Thanks, so pubic Merkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, 
I think I think his voice is okay in this. I think you know, yeah. Evans, you know, oh, I think it's all job, right. Man. I think it's I think it's you know, he he, he can add, yeah. he does a fine job on it. And um, it, uh, the one thing I notice, even you know, we talk about Brian get to the solo. It's really fucking dry. His tone is really dry. It's like yeah, it's not got a like, guitar oh, sound. There's, there's not any like sustain on his the solo mm-hmm. at all, and it just it sounds awful. Um, he plays it okay, but it, it, it sounds it just doesn't sound very good. I um, think it. I think he's forgot to switch something on in his pedal board. It, it or could something. have been that. Uh, I think. I think you're right. Uh, Paul. It could have been that. Uh, um, and then. Uh, yeah, we, we get Axel coming out um, at the, the heavy bit. And uh, mm. Joe, do you want uh, to pick up Axel? Pyro and all that. Axel? I, well, I'll just say a bit Elton as well. Ah, man. Sorry, um, man. I, uh... <clears throat> I, I thought Elton sang this pretty decent, man. I thought he did a good job at man. Guy's got a good voice, do you know what Aye. I mean? So it was it was decent. Um, and I, one thing, one thing the, the absolute contrast between between Elton and David Bowie at this gig, I know that's too, I'm comparing to, this is because they're two iconic people. Yeah. As Elton's from a, very, from a period, aye, yeah. Elton's very humble. Mm-hmm. Very humble. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that when, when he's doing that, you can tell he's feeling it, you know, because yeah. he loved Freddie. He was one of Freddie's close mates. Whereas mm-hmm. Bowie, it seemed like it was a bit about Bowie, Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was performing, and I know that's Bowie's way. He's well, a little, well, I mean, he's a bit listen, cold. And well, listen, there's two tracks. He performed to his own tracks, <laughs> so aye, you know aye, there's aye, an argument aye, for it. You know, aye, it's, aye. Aye. You know. Whereas I thought Elton was very humble, man. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I can see that came across at the concert. Um, but yeah, fucking Axel comes out, man. It's just like fucking. It's just like pure anger and rage and just like punk as fuck and just like I and I know he's, he sounds pitchy. And but the guy's just full of fucking attitude, man. And and actually, there's a point where John's actually smiling at Axel, and I uh, think I, I think John's going, "This guy's fucking mental." But I, I've, enjo- I've enjoyed it. Uh, whoever he is, aye, aye, whoever he is, aye, uh, exactly. At least I know that curly haired guy. Aye, it's pointing at me that I swallowed his finger earlier. Anyway, aye, Axel rules. Just like brings that attitude, man. I love the guy, man. You know, Captain Volatile, what can you say about Axel, man? <laughs> and when he comes out with Elton, it's funny. Because it's just like two, <laughs> two folk that don't belong on the same stage together, man, but but it works, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and again, goodbye, uh, Rogers, you know, he kind of he kind of smiles in the background when the, the, the Elton puts his hand around Axel. Aye, aye. He's just like, ah, cool, man. Aye, aye. aye. aye definitely. Every, man, everything's okay vibes. now. Aye. Good vibe. Two guys up there, one new Freddie personally, and the other guy fucking uh, loved his music. Freddy, so, yeah, and, yeah. and Axel, you know, we'll get to the very end, obviously, but there's a, you know, Axel was genuinely loving being there, man. You could see aye. he looked really meant a lot to him. Aye, aye, yeah. meant a lot to him, man. Absolutely. He was a yeah. pretty bean fan, aye. Um, and I, I mean, I think, I think when Axel comes on, it, it's he's not singing it fantastic, but see, yeah, I, 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 I think it's, it's the attitude, the vibe, and just his charisma just ah, gets him right over. Guy it gets, rules, him, it gets him over the finishing line with it, you know. And, Absolutely. And and, and they're coming together at the end, and of course, I mean, we talk about Elton and Axel. It's not that that bizarre. No, together. Really. Actually, when you think about um, the fact that Bernie Toppin and Elton John are thanked on, you could be mine. Oh no, totally. I think so. I think they didn't. They were helping them out with the lyrics for that. So, I um, certainly like Bernie Bernie Shopping right. probably was. I don't know if maybe Elton was helping out because Elton doesn't write lyrics. So I don't know if he was helping out with aye, uh, arrangement or something. Yeah, or something. He's I a lyricist. I totally, well, I totally they, forgot about that. Aye, so they get oh, yeah. Elton come so. up with a bitch slap rapping and you're a cocaine tongue. Get nothing done. 
Barely Tom wrote that. That's gold. <laughs> no, I don't, don't know. I, I, Axel maybe wrote that. No, but I know, <laughs> but I'd like to think it was Barely Tom. <laughs> Um, but I no, it's 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 I guess it's, it's a decent version again, again, like the piano again at the start. If I'm gonna be just Gabriel fucking piano, man, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, cool. um, but anyway, that's just a, a minor thing. But um, so Axel leaves the stage, but Elton stays on, and we get the show must go on. Um, and and you know, the point you've made, Joe, um, about Elton being humble and all that is is is. You know, you've nailed it because one of the things I've got down here in my notes is, you know, what made me respect the guy a lot more as well is the fact that he says this is one of my favourite songs on the Innuendo album. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan. I'm a Queen fan. I, I'm listening to records. Yeah, yeah, I, this I, is absolutely. one of my favourite songs on the, the Innuendo album. This I, is so I, just total respect, man. You know, for I, just just saying something like that. You know, it's, it's just a, a, a basic thing to say, but I just think it's it shows it's real. That it's exactly yeah. exactly. So you no, know, yeah. I'm with you on that 100. percent and, and it's weird because I, I think this this shouldn't work, but it really does. I, I know it's I think good. I, I really, really like his voice on this. This is potentially yeah. one of my favourite performances. I, and for me yeah. to say this, this is like my favourite song of all time. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and I think he does a, a very, very, uh, very good job at it, man. Uh, very loyal, you know. Absolutely. And, he sang, he, and to be honest, he, he sings it, it really well, man. Uh, he puts he a fair amount of grit in uh, it. I mean, Elton's got a good uh, voice, man. Oh, he's actually a great singer. And you can, see, you can see before, as he's talking about, you know, one of my favourite songs, and 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 it, you know, when, he's, when he's speaking, you can see he's cut. He's well, cut up, man. He's, he's really, he's really cut up, and all his, you know, my, my friend and all that and all this kind of stuff. You can see that, that you know, he guys guys struggling himself, you know. Um, and then... Uh, and I, this is like, like I say, this is this. The show must go on. By Elton John is one of my highlights, and and yeah. that probably sounds nuts no, because they, they, I, never, I, they don't I, hold I, the same range at all, Freddie and, and Elton. I'm not even close, but it's just something, something that really, really works with his voice on this song. I think his Elton's uh, voice is kind of, it's quite a soulful sounding voice. So the, and the lyrics are quite, you know, I, I, melancholy I, and stuff like that. Yeah, and so I think and it suits. I, I we talked about everybody going whole. Well, no, well, not everybody, but you know, some of the some of the performers going wholehearted with with the song, and then the, uh, he as well. You know, he's feeling every word, yeah, and he's singing it. And, and it, but I, I just and, and the fact that Tony Iommi and Elton John are on the stage together, that's bizarre, right? Bizarre. So aye, that's together at last, you know. So aye, aye. aye. what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as uh, as uh, like you see, David. That, you know, on paper, you'd be like, mm, how's that going to work? But it, it, yeah, given the power of the original and all that, all the rest of it. But it does, and it and it's, uh, it, you know, we've, we've spoken in the Endo podcast about how um, the song, you know, could, in the wrong hands, could descend into a, a bit of a show tune, like a kind of, you know, and the temptation maybe for Elton to hammer up a bit, you know, might yeah, have been there, aye. but he doesn't. He keeps the he keeps the grimness, the you know the you know uh, the heartbreaking fucking the element of it. Uh, yeah, aye, the sadness. Aye, aye. Uh, and it's aye, and and as you say, the, the man has caught up. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, this might have been. Uh, I might have had a wee tear in my eye at the time as well. Uh, I certainly 
yesterday when I watched it, I, I certainly teared up a little bit because it's, it's, it's a powerful performance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I found, I found one of the highlights. Yeah, I found myself kind of getting you know yeah. emotional watching it as well. You know, and even though you know, because one of the things about that song is the you know is Freddie's performance as as we, oh, you know, as we talk unmatched. About, you know, it's just you know, my God, yeah, but, um, unbelievable. But you know, even with without that, you know that that song still carries that enough weight, you know, lyrically and, and again by by Elton's performance um, to, to actually make you feel emotional as well. So you know, it's there's still a lot of weight in that song even without Freddie. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, absolutely fantastic song and and just like I say, I think I'm it's a really really good version. I mean, they did that again with 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 Elton in 1997. Uh, it was for it was in Paris. It Paris. Was, that was yeah, the last so, time John ever played between right. oh, oh, well, the surviving I, members. I think. That's, that's right, Joe. And um, so obviously they, you know, the the, the rest of the band must have, uh, you know, yeah, agreed, agreed that yeah, you know, he'd done a good liked. job and you know, got him back to do that performance. But um, uh, all right, so we move on and we get the two closers that you know closed closed every Queen set from the News of World Tour onwards. You know, so um, Axel. <laughs> <laughs> Axel comes back out and he's singing We Will Rock You and Paul you you, you jump in uh, he's a bit riled isn't he it's brilliant <laughs> just, just, that, just a wee bit <laughs> he's fucking raging it's brilliant but he's got a boy um yeah. uh, <laughs> he, even Roger's like I tone it down a little bit Axel God's sake man fuck me Axel I thought I was riled <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, uh, uh, again, he, he manages to make it sound punky, even though it's like an applauding, you know, kind of four-four rock thing, you know. Um, yeah, uh, what can you say? Axel's Axel, and it, and it yeah, uh, it gets the crowd going. Um, yeah, and the band play it well. Um, Brian's guitar kind of manages to sound good for the first time in a few songs. You know, aye, not true. Good, good, good fat sound, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. Aye, uh, aye. It's Axel, man. Axel, <laughs> uh, Axel at the peak of his powers. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's quite cool as well. It's like uh, you see John at one point mouthing the words. Aye, aye, that's right. Aye, he's that's actually right. mouthing yeah. the words along with Axel while he's singing it, which is mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. Um, I don't know, maybe I had a wee thing for Guns and Roses. I mean, because I, I think we jump to conclusions because, like, let, let, just listen to me. You have a wee theory, right? I think I've said this before, right? You know, the, the, the very old footage of John in the back, I think it's around about the kind of news of the world time, and he's talking to uh, Paul Paris, Paul Paris, yeah, in the back, yeah, 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 the yeah. Land Rover, yeah, yeah the, uh, the Range Rover, yeah. Aye. And, and mm. he says, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's something along the lines of. You know, uh, I couldn't write a heavy song even if I tried. I've always taken that as he doesn't like writing those songs, but that's probably just, not the he case. Just, he like, just, he's trying. Uh, I, I, I like... He really wants to. For example, I like Radiohead, right? But I could never write a song like Radiohead. Do you know what I mean? So I think for all these years, I've had this preconceived thing that John doesn't like heavy rock, which is probably complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, pro- it's probably just because of that one quote, and he's a very kind of straight laced looking dude that I've put that and that be. together. I mean, it's, because it's, see when you see him, he rocks out, man. See, like, even when, oh, when Hetfield does Stone Cold Crazy, he's like, power, man. I know, yep. but he's, he's rocking out even when, when Hetfield does Stone Cold Crazy. He looks mm. into it. So yeah. I think that's probably a 
a misconception that I've had for years that he's the the guy that doesn't like rock. He probably fucking does. He probably just doesn't know how to write a heavy song. But then again, he wrote um, If You Can't Beat Them, Join Me. If You Can't Beat Them. It's a rock song. It's a good one. Um, Axel on this... I'm going to be honest, man. It's no good. <laughs> no, I know, but it, but it, but it kind of gets a pass, though, man. For me, at, at Disney, for me, I'm sorry. Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody does because I think he's just there's enough, you know, he, nah, he does yeah, a decent you. enough job to 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 get and his charisma pushes him over the line, but his charisma is not again stage presence and everything else. I fucking nah, I get, ten I get out it. of ten, I get ten it. out of ten, you know for. And um, and but it's it's, it's no it, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> I get it. Aye, I'm not going to argue that, man. Again, I, 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 I'm the same. I mean, Axel, he's a Axel's a fucking prick, but he's he's engrossing. The guy is just mm. you know you know engrossed by the guy, and he and he is like you know he lasted it lasted a lasted a dying lasted breed, man. He was a full he was a full package, man. Yeah. But um, but no, it's 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 kind of it's, it's an it's kind of one of the ones I think that everybody probably watches it. They probably just there's just a wee smirk in their face at the very least because no, it's just nah, it's entertaining. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. For all the wrong reasons, man. You know, I'm no watch. It's not like you know, uh, you know, plant me and you end up you're going off oh, for fuck's sake, man. You're, you're you're watching that and you're going. <laughs> I what the fuck is this one? But this it this is it's kind of working, but it's it's you know I, I get it. I, 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 I conflicted feelings with it, you know. A violent um, vocal performance. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> then we then the gig finishes off, of course, with the you know the closer. We are the champions, and uh, we get we get one of the few people that Freddie would actually have maybe wanted aye, in the gig. You know, <laughs> we got we get Liza Minnelli coming out uh, to sing. We are the champions, and. Um, Joe, you want to kick things off on this one? Aye, listen, man. Kind of like, you know, you can't really put the boot into, um, you know, certain the songs, the Lyla and shit like that. I, I kind of feel the same way about this. It's like, yeah. he would have genuinely wanted her to be there. So, mm. it is what it is, man. So, if it, if, it, if, it, if it really is a tribute, then this is a proper tribute to the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Really? Yeah. It yeah. really is. So, I mean, does she sing it badly? No. Nah. I don't think she sings it badly. She just sings it in the style, cabaret style that she's yeah, known absolutely. for doing. So yep. there you go. Um, you know, and, and I like the, I like it at the end when you see everybody coming out on the stage and stuff like that, you know, and it's just bizarre because you've got James Hetfield and you've got Paul Young, you know what I mean? That's, that's, <laughs> and that sums, nah. if you could get a big picture of that with everybody in it, that's the most surreal image ever. Yep. You've got a guy who's the epitome of, you know, thrash metal, and, and you've got Paul Young, who is Paul Young, you know, we've talked about that. J- James is like, here's my number, mate. Okay. Let's up. We'll, we'll, get, we'll work together. Aye. But, like, aye, exactly. But, um, <laughs> aye, I like I like that part of it. That was a good touch where they all came out and stuff like that, and, yeah. you know, you see... Yeah. Them, and I you think, see, you, know, you know, you're saying, like, you know, the, the diversity finale. of the people at the end and all that. Again, as we say, and we labour the point a lot, I know, or maybe I labour the point a lot, but... That that shows you the diversity. That, aye, abs- that's that, what I mean. You know, aye, absolutely. That, uh, you know, different like, worlds that they touched. You know, yeah. like compl- from the heaviest to the heavy to the absolute lightest to the, the mainstream. Yeah. For George Michael, Metallica back when Metallica was still a heavy hitter in the in yeah. the metal world. You know, obviously yeah. after the fact they became what they became, but they, at that yeah. point they were still a metalheads band. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, aye, Paul, champions. Aye, well. Uh, you know, as I as I said about uh, Elton and the show must go on. You know, he could have turned it into a show tune, 
Liza absolutely turns champions into <laughs> a show tune, you know. But it is kind of anyway. I mean, the lyrics are they're very, aye. very oh, aye. it's aye. like it is like a show tune, it's just Freddie doesn't he sing it. He like probably that, wrote aye. it with her in mind, yeah. Possibly, aye, aye, yeah, um, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, and it's that, it's that kind of arm swinging bravado, you know, I, yeah. and I gotta lose and all that, you know, aye, absolutely. And it's like it's cheesy as fuck, but it aye. works, and it, and it works because you know that Freddie. I, I I don't believe in an afterlife or whatever, but you know some people do. So you know, if I did, I would be I would imagine Freddie had the biggest fucking cheeser in his face, looking down and going, "Aye, exactly. That, 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 that's fucking perfect. Everything else was terrible. Paul Young was terrible. You know, um, <laughs> who the fuck Endo, are there? All these metal bands? Aye, aye. <laughs> who's that? Who's that guy with the curly hair? It's pointing, <laughs> pointing in John's face and all that. I why did John bite this guy's finger off? <laughs> Good, um, Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It, so it, it, it was absolutely for Freddie. And, and, and Brian made no secret of the fact that he says, yeah, she's here because Freddie would have fucking loved it. And, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know how much rather I had Freddie being alive than having to see Liza Minnelli sing champions. But there you go. I know, that's, that's there you what go. Is. But there you go. Uh, yeah, that's, and it's, uh, she sings it really well. She, does, she doesn't make any pretense of singing it any differently from the way she sings songs. So, yeah, yeah she makes it her own kind of thing. And it's a different slant on. Um, the, the thing is, though, the, the band don't um, listen. You know, they're going for it, especially Roger. Roger's fucking chaos and that kit. He's I just kick fucking, fuck out of eye. He's really, really slamming it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know he's really going for the power um and uh, maybe he was just anxious to get a cup of tea you know finish this <laughs> get a thing done you know um but yeah a cup I, of tea cup of, can't, can't I, whack it, a cup of tea man uh, cans of kestrel know, maybe it's uh, you know Sippers. a cup of tea is a euphemism for you know, oh, is it? Oh, see, I'm, see, I'm not in that drug world, mate. That's, uh, your, you, that's your drug world, mate. Aye, well, that's you. <laughs> I, I'll, be get, I'll be having a cup of tea after this, I'll tell you. Oh, I'll be having at least two. In fact, I might have one in you. <laughs> Aye, and my dinner. I'll let you work out what my dinner is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's actually my dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not <laughs> when everyone comes out. Axel is absolutely laughing his head off at something. He's laughing at Liza Minnelli, man, because him and Duff are pointing at her, pissing himself. I mean, to say that. <laughs> is that what it is? They're just laughing at her? I think so. I genuinely think they are, because they're right behind her, and, and Duff, if I remember it, Duff kind of gestures to her, and he's Axel's pissing himself, laughing. I, I might be talking shite, but... Maybe something in the crowd, right enough. But, and, and I see that part as well, see right at the end when it's the... Eh, or the you know, the, the right at the end when the symbols are going uh, and shit. Um, Axel looks up as if he's looking up to the sky. Did you uh, notice that? Oh, right, and he I says something, know. but he's looking up the way as if he says a wee thing to Freddy or something like that, which I thought was cool as fuck, you know? Aye. No, I mean, it's the end because we, we talked about it earlier on and there's and the scorpions are there. Aye, what the fuck are they doing there, man? Doug, Doug mentions that as well. Doug, you know, um, you know, you've heard, heard from Doug and obviously Doug mentions that, you know, the scorpions are there, Klaus Main and, you know, uh, Rudy Schenker and Rudy stuff. Rudy Schenker, like, eh? You know, but Paul, Paul, you've got, you've got, uh, you heard something and the reason. Oh, there, there's rumours that, that, that they were rumor. there just in case um, Guns N' Roses didn't turn up and they would have stepped in and played their set. So that is the Fred Freddie Mercury tribute part two, and that's all over. So uh, 
they've got our thoughts on it, probably pretty incoherent most of the time. And, yeah. and you know, repeating ourselves over and over again, but so fuck. So, uh, <laughs> I, I hope none of these are Paul Young fans. I, I've got no idea what the next podcast is going to be. We'll need to um, get our heads together and think about what the next one is or when it's going to be. It'll, it'll just come out when it comes out. Um, so, bye. Okay. Right. Well, I suppose look after yourselves, everybody, and we'll, we'll see you. I will. I won't see you. Um, uh, You'll hear us. You'll hear from us. Yeah. You'll hear from us.